backyard And I've been mining all my own business Mining all the stones I can't see It all revolves around me You turn the fool Before you even scan me I knew Cause I've been minding all my own business Mining all the stones I can see But now you've come for me Put away your guns Put away your threats And your taunts They don't mean that much to me Put away my boy Don't come here no more Or you'll find out There's much more to me Drop the pain, I didn't fly But I got something in my heart for you Something that you might want to see I'll set the baby free Oh, don't be fooled This top ten ain't no big heavy mule Oh, it's been engineered to death for you Hope you'll be impressed as your shields Fall to hell, boy Everyone and welcome to Elite Week, episode 28, Galactic Water Cooler. This is Friday, August the 7th, 2020. How are you doing? My name is Kai Zen, and uh, I'm going to need that. With us tonight, we've got Commander Arson Cross. Say hello, Arson. Good evening, everybody. It's happy to be here as usual. <laughs> <laughs> all right we're and confused just, apparently we're, we're gonna just uh the robot that is arson is here all right also we've got commander dubs say hi dubs hey everybody all right a man of many words yeah oh, we... i got one thing so my wife just called i gotta go help the neighbor move a refrigerator so i will be back in like five minutes all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> And uh, next up, we've got Commander Tweaked, unless he has to go move a refrigerator. Say hi, Tweaked. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday night. Let's crack some open and have a good time tonight. Hell yes. And our special guest, Commander Rear Admiral Flaps. Say hello, Flaps. Hello, everyone. I'm a few beers deep already, so <laughs> I'm looking forward to this chat indeed. <laughs> well, you can tell that our crack crew is uh, on there top game at the moment so yeah this will be perfect <laughs> all right so let's start with the standard intro 
the very first thing I want to say uh, before we do anything else is give a huge happy birthday to my man, Alec Turner of the Buckyball Race Club. So, uh, yeah, man. Happy birthday, Alec. Alec had an awesome day today and then went and got himself a brand new monitor for to be playing Elite Dangerous in pretty, pretty mode. So, yeah. Very cool. Very happy birthday to Alec Turner, indeed. Absolutely. All right. This is the part where I do all the things that I'm supposed to do. So let's get it rocking. Um, our Discord is up another 130 some odd people from last week. Last week it was 1731. As of today, earlier when I checked, it was at 1864 members and counting. So uh, congratulations to everybody for joining the party. And thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you being here. All right, let's start off with all of the plugs. <sighs> Elite Week, if you're watching this on YouTube, live or later recorded, obviously, you know you know to get to youtube.com forward slash Elite Week. Uh, if you're watching us and you're like, yeah, you know, I watched it, but I'd rather hear later on the cleaned up version where you edit it all down and take out all the bullshit, you can listen to it on the podcast at anchor.fm forward slash Elite Week. If you need to get a hold of us, you can do so by writing something in the comment section, or you can just mail us at eliteweek at gmail, excuse me, eliteweek3306 at gmail.com. It will forever haunt me that when I typed in eliteweek at gmail.com, it said, nope, that's taken. Screw you. <sighs> my Twitter, if you want to read my Twitter and read my ramblings, which nobody should ever, don't do it. It's twitter.com forward slash Kai19103. Uh, just my name and my zip code because I made this before I started playing Elite Dangerous and I didn't know that it would be dumb to use my name and my uh, zip code. And anybody that wants to find me, you can come find me. Just go to 19103 and then walk around and say, hey, man, where's that one weird dude that flies spaceships? <clears throat> the Discord, if you want to join, is tinyurl.com forward slash Elite Week Discord. All one word. All right. So if you uh, want to leave a comment, on any aspect of the show, you can do it in the comments section. You can do it by email at the uh, email address that we told you. Uh, and you can also just come into the Discord and go into the community feedback or uh, show, you know, if it's about the feedback question or, uh, you know, show suggestions or anything else. All of these things that I just read out to you, all of those things will be in the show notes. Wherever you get this, however you get this, it'll be there. Click on the links and do all the things because that's cool. Uh, please make sure that you like and subscribe on YouTube and click the little bell icon because it sounds cool when other people say it. And uh, we record live on YouTube every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's midnight UTC, 1 a.m. British Summertime. You crazy, kooky British people that are still up listening to this. But come on in and join the fun. And when you come in, bring some drinks because Elite Week is... Not your average news show. It is a news show slash talk show slash Friday night. Let's get crunk party. <sighs> All right. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify or Google podcast or Podbeam or whatever the hell other things that we don't know about, please rate us. Just put a little rating and say nice things or something. That would be cool. Um, 
and let us know if there is a uh, a format that you want us to look into. Like, hey, man, you guys aren't on, you know, I don't know, podcastwidget.gov or whatever. And, you know, we'll look into it, whatever. We don't do Patreon, so save your money. Just tell your friends about the show. Let's get this party started. Right off the bat, we're going to start with an interview of my man, Rear Admiral Flaps. So Flaps, I want to say right off the bat, his show notes, in the show notes rather, his Discord link will be right there. I'm not going to read it out because it's like word salad or letter salad, but it's it's there. His Twitch is twitch.tv forward slash Rear Admiral Flaps, all one word, no underscores, no spaces, no nothing. And his Twitter is twitter.com forward slash Flaps Rear. Uh, no underscores, no spaces, and no questions about why he chose that one. I, Flaps. I, didn't, I didn't choose that name. That name was given to me. <laughs> right on. Right on. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. Beautiful. As everyone can hear from your accent, you're uh, clearly Indian. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So tell, yeah. Us, tell us a little so, bit about yourself and, and life in... Uh, I'm blanking. Uh, Belfast. There you go. No, I was gonna. I was trying to think of like a real cool like Indian play, like in the Sunderbands. But yes, you live in Belfast, Northern Ireland. <laughs> yes, Northern Ireland indeed. Um, yeah. So my name is uh, Rear Admiral Flaps. I'm formerly known as Flappy Flap around the community. Some people <laughs> may have seen me uh, floating from channel to channel, trying to sub bomb people and just trying to wind up people as the the Irish uh, humour as is it is. Um, yeah, so uh, before I was known as Rear Admiral Flaps, I was known as Flappy Flap, and then I decided to give myself a, a promotion one day um, whenever I got talked into starting a stream. So I didn't think Flappy Flap sounded uh, overly good to have a stream name with, so I decided to promote myself to Rear Admiral Flaps. Nice, nice. I uh, then made a, I realized I made a mistake. I am Imperial aligned in the game, and <laughs> I have a Federation rank. <laughs> well, okay, so you have to keep in mind, though, that Admiral Denton Petraeus is, in fact, an admiral of the uh, Empire, so you're still good. You're covered. Okay, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Okay, but yeah, okay. I'll, I'll take that next time somebody challenges me on it. That'll be my answer. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You, you hit him with that lore bomb. That's it. Um, but yeah, for anyone who uh, has realized where my accent's from, I'm from a, a, a lovely uh, place called Belfast. Uh, it's a that's a famous city for all the wrong reasons. Probably we uh, built the Titanic. It's mm -hmm. um, we we tend to fight with each other quite a lot. You're also you guys have really good munchie boxes, so you got that going for you. We do, yeah. We uh, we also have probably the best uh, hangover cure in the world, <laughs> at least in my opinion. Mm. An Irish fry up, an Irish fry up is just different level. You have mm. a hangover. Make, look it up on you, or Google, YouTube, whatever it may be. Look up an Irish fry, and mm -hmm. you will uh, you will lose your hangover instantly. <laughs> lots of grease, lots of potatoes, meat. Got That's some it. onions, got some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that and some of them do that with the the, the fried up bread too in there. That stuff's oh, good. Oh yeah, potato bread and so yeah. That's what you want, man. A wee bit of yeah. sauce over the top of that. Oh, bit of bacon. That's what you want. Mm. It's, it was literally sent by the Thargoids to us. Mm. 
Well, if that's the case, then I'll take that mycoid virus because that shit is delicious. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about your streams, Flaps. When do you stream and what do you stream? Okay, so um, primarily an Elite Dangerous streamer, but I've, uh, over the last few days, at least anyway, started branching out into other things, but I'm going to stick as an Elite Dangerous streamer. Um, I started streaming about a month ago. And my schedule is going to be uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And I'm going to do my streams from 8.30 GMT, or at least there or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll take Fridays and Saturdays off to spend with my, my other half before I uh, get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so you do a lot of exploration stuff, but you also get into the whole conspiracy tinfoil hattery of it all. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So um, whenever I, so I've only just started streaming about a month ago. So um, I've, I've sort of been <laughs> here, there and everywhere over the last month. But um, yeah, the I primarily started off as uh, my idea as a streamer was to just help new players get started in the game because mm-hmm. I needed the help whenever I got started in the game. So I was like, OK, yeah. let's uh, let's try and pass on that information because this game has a learning cliff. Not, <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, whenever I first started Elite Dangerous, like, I, I gave up after a few days because it was just too much for me to, to handle. And then eventually went back to the game and uh, I fell in with the Twitch community and then they, they uh, helped me along the way. So I wanted to try and pass that along and that was going to be the idea in the streams. But that, is, that has changed ever so slightly. I still want to help the, the other um, new players coming into the game. But um, it's quickly progressed into what you've been in my streams like a podcast <laughs> stream um and a few of the uh, conversations that we've had have been uh, elite dangerous or one that always sticks out in my mind was our flat earth night <laughs> that was a hoot we uh <laughs> yeah man we had a we had a good time with that oh yeah i think we had about eight eight people eight nine people in the chat and uh, we just went through uh, flat earth conspiracies in uh, i actually renamed my stream that night uh flat earth society <laughs> we're getting people coming in saying why is this why is this guy streaming a space game and he's named it flat earth society <laughs> but uh yeah that 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 turned into be a, a pretty awesome stream but yeah it's uh, evolved pretty much into a podcast style stream and uh, a bit of exploration as you said and since i've, I've met commander guru and mm. um grinning crew uh it's uh, been a bit of a lore hunter over the last uh, wee while as well yeah, man. Yeah, man. You've been having a good time. Well, I just want to apologize now for just sort of barging into your streams and changing your whole format. And uh, yeah, I'm, uh, Americans are a bit of dicks, so you're just going to have to. No, you know. man, I, I actually <laughs> appreciate it more than anything because it, it gave me whenever I started streaming, I was I didn't really have much direction. I was just going, mm, I, don't, I don't really know what way I'm going to go with this. But since then, I've, I've found direction and I found a, a way to do it. You've been doing really well with it too. When you look at your stream numbers or whatever, there's been plenty of times I look over and it's like, oh wow, there's, you know, like ninety people in here. There's you know a bunch of people. Yeah, man, it's uh, I have the community to think as well. You know, I, I get hit with some very kind raids at the very start, which has helped my following along. But yeah, I counted it today. It was four hundred and twenty-five followers, I think, in one month. So, wow, that is legit, man. That is legit. So. All right. So in addition to your sort of you've done a lot of exploration stuff, you've done some tinfoil hattery stuff. Let's get it a little bit. Just that, just delve just 
teeny bit into some of the specifics of the tinfoil hattery stuff. Let's talk about those, the Formidine Rift sites with the uh, listening post and the static that you found and things that you're looking into and some interesting stuff you might have coming up. I'm not asking you to give all the secrets away, but just a little something to tickle people's fancy and let them know why they need to come check out your stuff. So, yeah, so... What are you talking about with Formula and stuff? So I I, uh, I am a big fan of the Reclamation books and I'm currently reading through Premonition and I love looking for clues within the game, within those books, you know, in case any of those clues have been missed. So um, I uh, created a, a ship, uh, an mm -hmm. Imperial Clipper called Kahina's Tribute, which is Kahina nice. Salome. And uh, I decided I was going to do a Formidine Rift tour and just go out and follow the, the Salome Trail, as I like to call it. Just go around all the, the sort of POI's point of interest and just follow the story. So I got out to the abandoned settlements and uh, one of the abandoned settlements, the Gamma site in particular, had uh, this sort of like listening post style um, layout. And uh, I was in, I had Pixie, Pixie Waifu who's in, actually in the chat there. She she says, you know, it's really strange if you look top down on top of this site, um, it kind of has like this, the shape of the site is like, it almost looks like a guardian sort of layout. So I was like, okay, cool. So I looked at it, looked down, and I noticed that um, there's like <laughs> a shadow on the ground that looked like an arrow that pointed directly towards this building. So I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. Why does why does that look like an arrow? So on closer inspection, uh, we we saw this rotating uh, transmitter style thing, mm. and it turned out uh, like I I spent <laughs> days. You know yourself, I spent days looking at this thing, staring at this thing, and we've noticed that it's actually a gyro spinning on the inside spinning on the outside uh, it's got gears turning the whole thing and every now and again it emitted off this this static but the static was irregular like there's no pattern to it it was just you could sit there for two hours get nothing then all of a sudden you would get four or five bursts of static then you sit there for 15 minutes then it would go off again there's no pattern to it which is quite rare in the game you don't find that sort of stuff and uh the more i dug into it i sort of found that nobody else had really noticed this before. So I've been chasing that static around. So I've been following the dynasty sites <laughs> and then went out to the the, the conflux and was like, wonder does this static exist in the conflux? Went to the conflux, found one of those uh, transmitters, sat there, the static came along. I was like, okay, okay, okay. This is getting really interesting now. Out to Hawkins Gap, done the same thing, found the static. So. I'm still working on the static. I've uh, found different bits of static here, there, and everywhere. I think I went to one of the penal colonies uh, beside Maya last night and uh, noticed that the Thargoid seemed that was scanning the penal colony was very interested in something in particular. So it's still a work in progress at this minute. But yeah, that's, I've been following static for the last few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting stuff, man. I mean, it it's it's kind of a situation where it's like, you don't know when you're looking at something and you find something new that hasn't been reported or that you haven't, you know, sort of seen. And when I say haven't been reported, I mean, I literally checked into it with Canon Interstellar. They did a deep dive search of their records. And the answer that I got back, which I shared with you, Flaps, was something along the nature of, yeah, somebody saw it. They noted it. They looked into it. They couldn't figure out anything to do with it. So it just kind of meh. And yeah. uh, and then there was one of the guys from the council at Canon that was like, I'm actually interested in this. I'm going to look into this and I'll get back to you if I find anything. And it's like, oh, OK, cool, cool. But I mean, so at least, you know, it's not like 
oh, this is a thing. Canon already dealt with it, you know, two years ago. It's nothing. Yeah. It's maybe something. We don't know. But it's it's definitely something that merits further research, I think. Absolutely. And like it was as a friend said to me before, like, I'm a casual gamer. I don't claim to know anything about anything, really. It's... Uh... Uh, like all the science sort of stuff I leave to all you guys I'm just a guy who just flies around in a ship but um, sometimes it just takes a pair of eyes who doesn't know what they're looking for to find something of interest as, as a friend said to me once so um, yeah maybe that's why I spotted it nobody else did I don't know but we'll find out yeah man and don't let Watherspoon distract you from the, the path with his he's trying to tempt you be gone foul temptress well tempter with his Loam square sausage, potato bread, black pudding, potato farls, soda bread. No, 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 no. We're not falling for that. We're sticking with this signal. Or maybe both. He's not He's not wrong at the same time. <laughs> oh, that's all pretty good stuff as well. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. So let's hit it one last time, Flaps. When, for the people that uh, are like, man, this guy's very chill. I, and, and the idea of what he was talking about with that mystery is interesting. I want to look into this. I want to look into that. Uh, hit up us again real quick with your the stream times when they can see you. Yeah, so um, it'll be Sunday through to Thursday. And I generally stream anywhere in around 8.30 GMT. Sometimes it's around about 9. Just depends on my work schedule. But it's always there or thereabouts. Hmm. All right. So, Flap, stay with us as we go through the rest of the show because we want your input on this, uh, the week that is in Elite. All right. Sure, sure. Beautiful. All right, guys. Let's mix it up. Let's start with the Dark Wheel update. All right. Here's where we're at. We're in all the systems we were at before. We're over 50% in Anyanwu. Uh, yeah, we've been. There, there is active opposition now in Anyanwu. We know it. We see it. Uh, there are people that are working. And it's one of those situations where I think for the most part, the vast majority of them seem to be working in in solo or in a private group because we're not seeing them as much. Although there have been reports just uh, as, as recent as today of uh, PVPers that are in conflict zones and, and, and or not conflict zones, uh, uh, has and whatnot that are, uh, attacking, uh, ships of people that are working the dark wheel. So be ready, be prepared. Um, the vast majority of it though, is activity that they're doing in solo mode or, 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 or whatnot. And, uh, we are going to overcome this. It's a situation that, you know, uh, somebody's trolling. It is what it is. And we're going to come over the top and we're going to put them down. And uh, when we do, and they see that their efforts are uh, not really getting them anywhere, they will get bored and leave. So we are in the process of taking several steps to uh, basically just come hard over it. And we've done that. And uh, we look to continue from this point uh, with with more successes. We dealt, we're dealing with the issue. With regard to where we're at specifically, <clears throat> I would say we're about a week from Anyanwu uh, expanding, and we are pending war right now in HR 4979. So we've got, we're looking to sweep four days of war, and uh, 
then we will own that system and we will continue on our march towards Lave from that system. We're basically uh, taking a three-pronged attack. We are going to, uh, I think we will probably next hyper out of uh, LFT 926 uh, and take a, a path sort of heading up. Uh, actually, I don't want to share where, uh, but we will from 4979 move to Lave and, and from Anyanwu move to uh to Seoul. Um so that's that with regard to the specific details. Anybody that wants to get in on some more fun, that is the place to do it. If you want to have some fun in collecting bounties and Yanwu's got a uh, compromised nav beacon, so hit it up. Um and uh you know trade into Delbrook uh and and bounties for the dark wheel into Delbrook. Uh other bounties uh, at an interstellar factor um, elsewhere out of system. And uh, yeah. So uh, did you guys see the next the next thing was, did you guys see that uh, Commander Burr had done a cool little just an update video? The Dark Wheel needs your help update, you know, as of uh, what was it? August 4th. Uh, and I linked it in the show notes there. Um, obviously, big love to Burr and Rainey, uh, the Burr Pits the they're the best we love them dearly and uh just wanted to say thank you thank you for that so let's start with arson your thoughts on all of this what's going on the opposition the pvp where we're going with this uh and we're gonna leave out the uh that uh that one ops thing we're not gonna get into that so i i feel like uh I feel like it's all going very well. Uh, you know, yes, we're seeing opposition, uh, but I've got to say, whoever is opposing us, they're only just able to keep us from crawling quickly, I guess you could say. Or or instead of walking, we're crawling. Uh, but we're still making progress in the right direction. So even though we're seeing that opposition, I really don't feel like it's a credible threat yet. Um Obviously, uh, keep an eye out for people if you are in open, if you aren't uh, okay with the risk. There is absolutely nothing wrong with using private or solo. Um, so keep yourself safe. Only accept the risk that you are willing to. Um, but overall, everything, I feel like it's going pretty well. We're, we're crawling in the right direction. Yeah, man. And I will say this. like, it, it, Yes, we do not judge. It's entirely up to you. Play in solo if you want. Play in a uh, private group if you want. Me personally, I'm still having fun and open and not having any problems. And I've heard from a lot of other people, they're having the same experience. So please feel free to join us in open as well. It's, but I mean, just play to your risk level, whatever you're good with. I'm actually running around in open right now. Tweet? Yeah, I would say resistance is futile, as the Borg once said. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they can slow us down. They're not going to stop us. It's just going to take a little more effort. This happens. This is part of working BGS. It's find resistance. And, and as far as the PvP goes, uh, whenever the PvP community sees a system with that many fleet carriers, you know they're going to come flocking to it. So <laughs> that is to be expected as well. So... 
like everybody said, you know, don't be afraid of open by any means. I personally play only in open. So if they want to come hunt me down, they know they can come find me. Same. I can either escape or I can fight them depending on the ship I'm in. So I, I just have a good time with it and we'll keep this going forward without a problem. And to be clear, we're not trying to call out the people that are fighting against us or whatever and be like, oh, you're evil, you're bad, whatever. It's a video game, man. We're playing a video game. If you want to play against us, I mean, that's a choice. Whatever. It's no hard feelings. It's all good. We're all still space nerds flying around playing a game. I'm going to crush you. I'm going to crush you. I'm going to crush your bones into the dirt and have a victory drink over your dead body. But I'm not mad at you. Dubs, your thoughts. Well, my thoughts is I need to roll down there into some hazards and start looking for opposition. Might be a little fun. Right on. Absolutely. And I'm here seeing people in the chat, man. People are, uh, yeah, people are excited and happy and it's all, it's all good, man. So this is, this is good stuff. Flaps, your thoughts. Yeah, no, with 1,800, what did you say? 1,850 people in your Discord now? It's, if anyone's going to oppose 1,850 commanders, uh, fair play to them is what I can say. But, um, (laughs) yeah, no, it's like a, for the people that go into my channel they know i'm not really combat orientated but i found myself in open tonight uh with a a few other friends uh at that compromise Mm -hmm. now beacon doing a bit of combat sort of stuff so yeah just keep it going and if if anyone's there to to get in your way just blast them (laughs) out of the sky (laughs) yeah man it's all a game we're all having fun all right so let's move on to the next item on the docket which is The AXI Community Goal, The Art of War, is complete. Uh, Frontier posted on Twitter saying, congratulations to the AXI on their completed community goal. We know you guys want your sticker. It will be coming soon, TM. I would expect, you know, in the next, uh, within the next 10 days or so, we'll get some, some news that it's like, okay, here's your stickers. They're ready. So get your decal. Everybody that got in on it, uh congratulations to you and congratulations to the axi and let me tell you something the axi were pretty brilliant in when they chose to run this because it drew up a lot of interest in fighting thargoids there were a lot of people that went that had been a little timid on it that went in groups you know it's one of those things it's like i don't know what i'm doing Uh, i'm gonna go with these four guys they know what they're doing okay i've seen it okay i screw up uh, but we still beat it because they know what they're doing and then by the second one it's like oh i actually helped a little and by the fifth or sixth one you're like yeah let's squash some bugs i'm ready to do this fuck off everybody i'm taking them solo so yeah man the axi is getting people trained up and ready to do their part because uh stuff is coming all right, Dubs, your thoughts? I actually got pretty excited about the the whole AXI thing because uh, for a while I'd pretty much forgotten about the whole war down in the Pleiades. But uh, mm-hmm. after turning in my heart and I just started stockpiling hearts on my fleet carrier to you know give out to other people in the squadron over at least screws so that we could get everyone their uh, decal. And uh, I've actually built four new AX ships since then, and I've just been mm. turning them things into dust. What what fleet carrier would that be? Remind me, please. What's the name of it? 
the fleet carrier's name is Big Ol' Anime Titties. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you oh, can my. tell it's a, it's a Friday night. We got a bunch of idiots in chat. There we go. In, in comms, rather. So, yeah, Dubs went out there. Dubs was one of the guys that went out there, and several of us sort of rotated out with different groups doing stuff. Dubs, you're getting a lot of feedback, dude. Mute, whatever. Uh, several of us were going out in groups and rotating out or whatever, but Dubs was one that he stayed out there for a good chunk of time and was just killing Thargoids right, left, and center, and then, uh, like, throwing up his... Uh, he had, like, you know, stacks and stacks of, okay, I got 30 hearts, I got 40 hearts, and then just people in the group that are like, oh, I've been too scared to go, but I want to get my sticker, and then I'll do it later. It's like, okay, here, here's a heart. Go, go, go take it in, get your sticker, and, and you'll be ready to join the fight later. But uh, Dubs, is, Dubs is one of the MVPs of that whole thing. All right, Flaps, your thoughts on the on the AXICG? Uh, first and foremost, if we're going to talk about silly fleet carrier names, I uh, just want to put out there that my fleet carrier is called The Flappening. <laughs> that. i think we need to get a picture of the flapping right next to big old anime titties on the uh nav oh yeah oh yeah that sounds fantastic we'll, we'll get that arranged but yeah no fair play to the axi guys like as you said at the the top of that um it trained me to fight uh thargoids like i hadn't a clue how to fight a thargoid before the initiative came along so um i went out just as you said with a few friends and uh, mm. taught myself how to, to fight a thargoid got my mm. heart got it traded in and now i've got a couple of ships as well so i now know how to fight a thargoid so i actually yeah, thought the guys wouldn't do it until maybe mid to end august no they, they were now I'll let you. In, I'll let you in a little secret. They had plenty to spare too. They were letting people come in, and people were, you know, getting their stuff. They eased up at the end there to like, all right, we're going to slow down a little bit and let people have a chance. But there was so much sort of interest that from the people like Dubs that had stockpiled them, from everybody going, oh my god, it's going to end soon. I got to get it now. That people were getting them from people and going in and trading in their heart, and that's 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 just awesome. And I'm seeing Quiz Engine in the chat. He's exactly the target audience. He's like, I went in there. It cost me 12 ships. I got my first solo kill. It's worth it. And it, I guarantee you, it cost him 12 ships to get that first solo kill. His next solo kill is only going to cost him two ships. And by, by you know, the third solo kill, he'll be in a situation where... Because with Thargoid Combat, even the best of the best, even Maligno... And, and, you know, Mgram and uh, Avasa and all of the, you know, like the top, top Katie Burns, all of the, like the real good players, you still have times every once in a while where you get lag spike at the wrong moment or, you, you know, you sneeze and go to blow your nose and you look up and it's like, oh, shit, I missed the timing on that, uh, you know, uh, 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 cutoff field. And it's like, well, I'm dead. So even the best of the best, you're still going to have rebuys every now and again. But you're not going to have 12 ships that it's going to cost you. You're going to get to the point where you can regularly do it and just have a rebuy here and there. All right. Uh, Tweaked, your thoughts on this? I just thought it was another great example of a community-created event for everybody to take part in. Fin such a turnout that it finished early and how cool of FDev to actually create a decal for everybody that participated, being as it wasn't an FDev project to begin with i thought that was pretty cool of them 
Yeah, man. That was super, super awesome. And arson. Well, let's just put it this way. I hadn't killed a Thargoid in probably since they first started attacking us, and I had a lot of fun, thanks to AXI. So, I, I gotta say, that resounding success. Not only did I go out and do it, but I wound up going with uh, people on multiple occasions, including Imgram, that, uh, Imgram, which was a really enlightening flight. Uh, lots of knowledge there to teach and spread around. Uh, AXI know their stuff. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. So congratulations to you guys. And that rolls us right into the next section, which is two videos that I want to highlight. Uh, Commanders Will and Kate from the AXI put out a couple of uh, uh, sort of guides and two of them in particular that I want to highlight. The Complete Guide to Hyperdiction and the Complete Guide to Cold Orbiting. Both of them will be in the show notes. They show you how to deal with the hyperdiction. Uh, you know, there's there are techniques, you know, UFA off, you blast out, you can get away. Maybe you don't want to get away. All right, here's how you want to line up and get 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 ready for, you know, for a rumble. If you want to scrap, then do it. And on the complete guide to cold orbiting, just the basic intro for people who are like, what the hell is cold orbiting? There's a thing you can do where if you run your ship <coughs> under a certain temperature, right, and you stay outside of the sort of central uh, area, you can sort of orbit the ship and they have a hard time locking on to you and you can uh, light up that interdictor. It's it's a method. Uh, now, this does, uh, you know, utilize a lot of for, for, for the vast majority of people. I, I mean, it's you're utilizing FA off. So that's another technique you're going to need to fold into your arsenal. But um, it's uh, it, it is good stuff. Uh, a lot, lot of engineering to get cold like that too, to yes. get under twenty five percent. Absolutely, and what you're going to find for a lot of the people that they're like, uh, what? You, you, there a lot of first timers are going to think this is super counterintuitive because uh, these guys aren't running shields. Yeah, a lot of cold orbit ships. You're talking about hull tanks that are not running any shields at all, and they're fighting in some sort of a little more unorthodox ships than things that you might not be thinking of, but. Uh, the AXI has very clear guides like this video, along with written guides on their website and on their Discord that you can find to link to that will show you how to how to do all of this stuff. So let's start with uh, Tweaked on, on uh, your thoughts on these videos. Oh, I thought they were great videos. Any video that is educational like that to help people, because this game is so vast and so, does not hold your hand in any regard. And... You could be, like me, for example, I've been playing three years and mostly, most of the time, running BGS. So I may be great at that and then end up going out killing bugs and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So videos mm -hmm. like that are a godsend for a lot of people. Absolutely. Flaps, your thoughts. So I'm still to, to watch these videos, like this cold orbiting thing that I've literally just found out right before we started this show. So I was like, okay, what is this? So I've just had a quick flick through the video there and I was like, oh my goodness, this is something I need to know. I need to yeah, know man. yesterday. So um, really interesting stuff, really interesting stuff. So they're on my bookmark list for sure. Beautiful. Beautiful. 
And I have to apologize to Flaps and, and well, basically to everyone. I normally finish my workday super, super early on Fridays and get have all the notes ready and all done. And uh, it's just been a killer, killer week. I, I finished literally like whatever, half an hour before we went live. So uh, a lot of things that were in the notes that people were supposed to get, you know, uh, like eight hours ago to have plenty of time to look up. They got it and we're like, okay, we're going live. <laughs> so sorry about that. All right, Arson, your thoughts on uh, the AXI videos? I thought they were fantastic. Uh, the My favorite thing about them is just the repeated footage of the actual act being uh being completed is is just fantastic they do a really good job of explaining everything um i I just i can't rave about it enough i thought it was a excellent uh investment of time yeah man there's there's uh there's sort of a thing where if you hear it explained that helps some if you see it done that helps some if you see it explained and see it done like together when you put those footage together that does a lot more because like you can see it if you play without the sound on and you just see what they're doing your eyes kind of glaze over and it's like okay they did a cool thing i'm not sure what i'm seeing but like when you get the two components together man it really gets it done and i wanted to end this segment or this section with feedback from my man dubs because i know he is the guy at killing thargoids wouldn't say I'm the guy. I'm half decent at it, but uh, the silent running video is extremely useful. I kind of had half an idea of how to do the silent running around him, but the uh, part where they illustrated the exact orbit line that you want to use mm-hmm. and the fact that you shouldn't be using your forward thrusters to maintain the orbit was a huge piece of information that I'm going to be trying on my next fight because what I find myself doing is kind of like a half joust, half orbit kind of nonsense. And it, mm. it, although it works, I'm assuming that they're cold orbit is probably a much better idea not to mention the lower thermal output from not using your full rear thrusters would probably help as well and i know that you like to fly your your weird little ships like your little shieldless aft scout and whatnot and kick some butt so i'm sure you'll have some fun with it right on i'm actually in the middle of building a shieldless adder to attempt to solo on a uh, interceptor so we'll see how that works nice nice and going right from the hardcore battle videos and the instructional techniques that dubs love so much we're gonna hop in all the way to the other end of the pool so i'm not even gonna ask him his opinion because i know his opinion on this is that's some weeb shit i don't know the machine video elite dangerous the machines uh man this video was incredible the link is in the show notes this video we've actually put back two weeks in a row because we keep running over time and this one i was like no we're gonna not put it a lot of the videos get stacked towards the end of the show, and then if we're running late on time, it gets pushed. I put it early in the show on purpose because I was like, no, 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 we're going to get to it this week. So the machine, or in this case, the machine who put out the video, Elite Dangerous, The Machines, it's a 20-minute long video. Uh, it's it's for those people that are thirsty, thirsty, thirsty boys for what's coming in Odyssey, watch this video and laugh your ass off and enjoy it and this is just like yeah i want to go to there it's this guy it's a machinima it's you know sort of his adventures misadventures it's got cool sort of uh toko so songs mixed in there it's it's a it's it's basically like 
uh, uh how, how do i explain this it's it's uh it's friends uh but this guy it's seinfeld if, the, if this guy is you know if seinfeld is living on a space station it's his wacky funny silly adventures and whatnot um arson let's start with you your thoughts <laughs> I enjoyed it thoroughly. I was rolling the entire time. Uh, it's it's clear that nobody involved uh, takes themselves too seriously. <laughs> uh, and, you know, Machine does fantastic in his role, and he also has a fantastic supporting cast of a whole slew of people. Uh, oh, yeah. So it, it's not just him doing it on its own. He's got uh, there's what at least four or five plus people in there uh it, it's basically a pretty damn good episode of an elite dangerous tv show and yeah. it's well worth it yeah um and the other guy who does i want to say real quick the other guy that does phenomenal stuff along that lines uh terjan terjan starstone he just put out a, a channel video a commercial for his channel hit that up as well because like it is good stuff we're gonna feature that i think we'll, we'll feature that next week's uh his, his his stuff is incredible but both of these guys they do it's not sort of you know sometimes you see videos and it's done and it's just like an actual you see a you know the character sitting in the seat and kind of looking around and whatever this is not that this is the guy's talking you see his mouth moving it's full-on dedicated machinima it's the stuff that turjan does the stuff that the machine does uh that are like next level stuff so if you're like i said if you're excited for uh space legs and you're seeing all this stuff man check that video out and be ready to laugh at some silliness flaps your thoughts yeah so i must have led a pretty sheltered life over the last little while because this is the first time i had also seen that video tonight <laughs> But my God, from I just clicked through it a little bit and I was I was laughing quite a lot. Like I'm sure the guys in chat were listening to me laugh every now and again. <laughs> that was me watching that. Like, like as you said, you know, it's it really does give you like you see if Odyssey was to turn out the way that man depicts it in those videos, like those social hubs, like the salty semen bar. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome to go and go to, <laughs> um, in 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 the game, like so. And if we're going to like the, you say about Tertian Starstone making good videos, Commander Scorpius also put a new one out this week, which is absolutely hilarious as well, which is well worth a look at as well. But yeah, the, that machine video is something I'm definitely definitely going to uh, look up. Um, hell, hell yeah! So those guys are all in the same squad, man. Tertian. Ascorbius and the machine they all are they're there's they're a little click and they're they're uh, always doing stuff together and i guarantee you that scorb and and terjan helped out with this and i guarantee you that machine and terjan helped out with scorbs and i guarantee you that both scorb and, and machine helped out on terjan they're always sort of collaborating and working together and doing voice stuff together and they have a, a little sort of crew of players so if you are a uh, elite dangerous commander and you have sort of missed out on the awesomeness that are those three guys uh, and the, the funny, cool machinima videos that they make, check out their stuff. Uh, tweet. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. It's a sitcom in space. It's pretty entertaining stuff. My wife was looking at me like I was crazy while I was watching that. <laughs> yeah right all right so 
check out it check it out it's in the in the links and we're gonna have more stuff from that crew uh over the coming weeks because uh it's it's solid gold and don't listen to what dub says he he's just a he's just a, a what is it a wet blanket there you go all right next up we go from silly and and fanciful to real world science how perseverance will kickstart spacex's starship mars plan this is uh, another sort of longer video. The links will be in the show notes. It's like a 17 minute, 17 and a half minute long video. It is amazing. Um, so it's put out by, by uh, I Need More Space, which is if you haven't checked out that channel, you should check it out. Uh, I Need More Space is uh, this is not Elite Dangerous content. This is sort of real world space content and all kinds of things of of that nature and it is uh good shit so in this video he goes through a detailed list of all of these different things of like okay perseverance uh you know they're using sort of this method for their entry because uh you know they're coming in with a heavier payload than they did last time so the the method that they used last time would not sort of be uh, a good method to use and all of the materials that they're using on perseverance all of the stuff that they're doing with uh oh crap what is it intuition what's the uh what's the the little helicopter drone it's uh uh inspiration maybe i I'm, I'm blanking just at the moment but um there's a special helicopter drone that they're using on this mission on the perseverance mission where it's like a little drone that will launch off of perseverance and it flies around uh and it's got a neat special system that 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 is you know to be used um and it is super super cool uh it's going to be like tr helping scout out like the path of okay just to make sure that this you know because this rover it's not a situation where if it gets itself into some trouble they can just you know pull over and wait for roadside assistance so they're being really smart and careful in the planning of it they talk about in this video they talk about how basically eland and spacex are working with nasa and there, there's special things in this, you know, heavier payload that they're sending in this specific mission that they're going to be using to sort of t as a test bed for this, for that. They talk about the habitats they're going to be using and, and whatever. Like, literally, the plan is for SpaceX, they're going to send two missions to Mars. The first two missions to Mars are going to be just robots, and they're going to build a habitat and build all kinds of stuff. And then... They're going to send sort of two missions at the same time for mission three and four that one of them is going to be, you know, a crude ship and the other one is going to be like extra spare parts and stuff. And they're going to have all of these robots doing things. They need to find water because the water is good. Also, you know, just number one, you need water for to drink, but also you need it to grow stuff. But also you need it as radiation shielding because on the planet Mars with that has a, a lack of uh, what do you call it? The magnet magnetosphere and it has the thinner atmosphere. It's an irradiated planet. So they're going to literally have water sort of in 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 like insulation or as insulation or whatever around all of the habitats to to help protect against radiation and whatnot. Um, it is a very, very cool thing. And he's they're talking about in this each step of the way like okay this is a test for that this is a test for that this if this works they can go that if this doesn't work they have to do this they're they're 
looking at stuff with that helicopter and then they're figuring out ways to build heavier ones that can carry more stuff. It is awesome, awesome shit. Let's start with Flaps. Your thoughts on the whole thing. Oh, man. Like, uh, it's just... It's stuff I never thought that I would ever see happen in my lifetime, at least anyway. Like mm. the, the the one bit that, that got me whenever I was sort of reading through it is uh, they're going to be able to refuel on Mars itself. They're going to build uh, propellant production plants so they're able to refuel and get off the, the planet itself, which I was just like, that's insane. <laughs> that they're going to be able to do that but yeah as you say like there's going to be different uh waves that are going to go out there and you know i think it's the second uh wave uh it's going to be the crew that goes mm. in which again that's going to happen within what the next 10 15 whatever it is going to be years that's yeah. hopefully if we if we live long enough in our lifetime so yeah really really exciting stuff Yes, yes, absolutely. And uh, yeah, Ingenuity. Ingenuity is the name of the little helicopter. Um, all right. Uh, tweet, your thoughts on the whole thing. Oh, I think it's super exciting stuff. I've been waiting a long time to see us do something other than just go to the moon and come back and go up and orbit around and come back and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think this is the first step to actual space travel. I mean, let's be honest. How many thousands of years do we have left on this planet if the human race wants to survive long term i think we need to start getting out there and learn how to colonize planets and all that kind of stuff mm. you're right you're absolutely right it's necessary for the survival of the human species it's necessary for us to sort of take our first steps out there and to sort of uh become a spacefaring society but more importantly this leads directly towards me getting the expanse as a real thing <laughs> give me some bobby That's draper right. one step closer <laughs> give me some avatarala give me some amos all right uh dubs your thoughts dubs you're muted did uh did everyone else just hear you cut out i don't know i didn't i didn't hear you say anything to me uh dubs your thoughts yeah. okay so i may not have like a super educated opinion on all this uh but the one thing I thought when I first saw they were sending the helicopter over there is I didn't know that Mars had enough of a uh, atmosphere or air resistance to even have something like that go airborne. So that's mm. cool as hell to know. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with everyone else. It's cool as hell. And I think, you know, we should get behind it more and, you know, put more towards, you know, space travel and, you know, getting off the one single planet we have, you know, the single point of failure that if it does go down is the end. Yeah, I, I think it's... I think it's not one or the other. It has to be a dual-pronged attack. We have to, number one, take care of this rock that we have because it's precious. It's the only one that we have. And also make an escape route. Like, you know what I mean? It's not a situation of, it's a situation of like, you want to have lifeboats on the Titanic, but also... How about we not steer into that huge fuck off iceberg? How about we try to sort of talk about the Titanic game from Belfast? (laughs) That's a sore point. (laughs) Hey man, you guys built a perfectly good boat. It's not your fault if they couldn't drive it. This is this is this is fair. Yes, this is fair. (laughs) All right, and last but not least, Arson Cross, bring it home, brother. Uh, the helicopter ingenuity. Oh my gosh, that 
is super exciting to me because helicopters have always been my favorite air vehicle on the planet since I ever first saw them. Um, fun fact, uh, apparently at essentially ground level where the helicopter will be launching from is the atmosphere is so much thinner than Earth's that at ground level, it's the equivalent of trying to fly a helicopter at 100,000 feet on earth so yeah the 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 atmosphere is significantly uh significantly less dense than uh than earth's but but they did say in the video that that's partially counteracted by mars's much lower gravity so they got that going mm -hmm. for them at least Yeah, yeah yes they absolutely do i the the potential of drone footage and scouting and all of that kind of stuff that comes with it i that's gonna be a huge huge boon for exploration of the surface of mars like so much so because we've always been up till now the the previous rover uh all of its intel was on the rover it it couldn't actually get good ground level images uh and pick directions to go like yeah i mean technically you could use telescopes and satellites to look at the area and plan but there's a difference between that telescopic view and that drone footage right up there in in the ground mm-hmm. so to speak yeah. that yeah, oh the other thing though that really got me on the uh the real real life news stuff apparently uh I believe NASA is starting to look into Venus stuff and they're looking into oh. building computer chips because of the <laughs> highest the the pressure and the temperature on Venus. They're looking at building computer chips out of a type of gallium to right. sustain higher heats, which that's going to be exciting gonna, too. I'm going to cut you off there cuz that was for next week's segment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my bad. That's all right, brother. We're doing that next week, but that's okay. We're yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's why I linked that one because that one is super, super exciting to me, and it's going to lead to a lot of new. We're, we're going to go balls deep into that one because that one's got some crazy, crazy shit that's coming. Um, and yeah, and I'm not going to let Space Hero. I'm not going to let DJ Wiley pull me off with. You're not going to tempt me away from my thoughts here. You're talking about interdictors, and by the way, I wouldn't even fly an interdictor, bro. Rifter or Manicore or GTFO. All right, sorry. Moving on. Here we go. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, so that's the, that whole thing. That that wraps up our real-world science shit. That is awesome. And there's more coming. All right. Next up. Okay, this is going to be a little bit of a weird one, guys. Settle in. Um, we're going to talk about an exploit. And I brought this exploit to Frontier's attention two weeks ago. Uh, I brought this to their attention back in uh, uh, July, and um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna highlight it now for the purpose of saying that this is a thing that everyone needs to go and put on the bug report and click on it, and let's support closing this because. I'm not in favor of exploits. I'm not in favor. I didn't like the egg. I didn't like, uh, you know, uh, SLF stuff as far as for, you know, yes, it's cool. If you can make a ton of money right now, if you're like, oh, I can have, you know, all these millions right now in the next 20 minutes. Okay, that's cool. But for the long-term sustainability of the game and the health of and viability of the game, these kind of things 
need to be first brought to Frontier's attention. And then if it's fixed, great. If it's not fixed, let's shine a light on it so that we can kind of uh, put that bullhorn out and get it addressed. And this is, I'll stop dancing around it now and just tell you, unlimited fleet carrier storage. The notes will be in the uh you know the show notes it'll the link to it will be in the show notes basically this guy on reddit shows in here his basically sort of unlimited money glitch and he shows you exactly how to do it you go here and boom you fill up your fleet carrier with twenty five thousand tons and then now twenty six thousand tons and now twenty seven thousand tons uh cut the video to later and now a little while later fifty thousand tons um Let's start with uh, Arson, because I know, Arson, you and I were the two that sort of looked into this sort of uh, a little more at length. Um, let's get get into the details of this as you see it, and let's, let's talk about it, and then we'll just sort of get the opinion of the rest of the cast. Well, based on... On what I've seen, I actually experienced the exploit. I didn't know how it happened, uh, and I hadn't replicated it. Um especially not intentionally, but it's with the, the transfer user interface and it's this really funky behavior. It basically, what it boils down to is they forgot to make the transfer all button, uh, double check cargo, <laughs> which is, uh, unfortunately, uh, really, really silly, but you could just overload your carrier. If you want to put, 500,000 tons of stuff in there if you have the patience you can load it um which is which is really kind of unfortunate um mm -hmm. I, I just i know people are probably using it but i mean really there's there's not a whole whole lot like i definitely don't see it as an infinite money glitch because whatever you load in your carrier you still have to get it but being able to load an infinite amount of stuff and then take that wherever you want in the galaxy uh that that kind of kind of worries me but that's all i've got on that really I'm yeah and forward to getting fixed it's a thing that we've brought it to their attention privately we've highlighted it publicly it's not i i don't see it being a terribly hard fix now okay granted i'm that asshole that's not a coder saying this isn't that hard but literally all it is is uh put a thing on there where when you put the transfer all it will reject if all is more than the available uh limit of cargo space yeah i mean that should be a a fairly simple sort of one line you know uh transfer x if x equals more than uh available reject right pretty much yeah that's that's where where it sits it, it's just all they forgot to do was the that one little catch there because mm. uh, they check the cargo of the carrier when you go into the transfer interface but they don't check it again when you confirm it uh after using the transfer all button uh oh. it's just it's a super super simple thing to overlook but it shouldn't have happened in the first place really but it should be easy for them to fix as long as they are made aware of it which hopefully so we, we look accomplish. forward well we i made them personally aware of it 
two weeks ago uh and and now we're 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 gonna highlight it again and uh hopefully it will be addressed soon because otherwise you know on the on the one hand if you happen to be a uh dssa fleet carrier owner and you're like man it's gonna take me thirty-two thousand tons to get out where i need to go um yeah you know what i'm not gonna finish that thought i'm just gonna let that hang out there all right let's start with uh tweaked your thoughts on this well, I'm with you. I, I believe for the health of the game that these exploits are terrible for the game. Uh, that being said, I also believe that looking at the history of the way Frontier has taken care of the exploits, I imagine they probably are taking their time to fix it because they're also trying to mitigate and eliminate the profit that people are making from using this exploit. The, the previous exploits, they've taken that money away from the people that used it and so on and such forth. I think they're probably going to try to do the same thing this time around. Because mm -hmm. if you can fill a fleet carrier up with infinite cargo and then fly it to wherever, you know, Desiat and sell it, set the sell price at pretty high, then you can make billions on one trip, really, you know, once so it, it, it's a bad thing. And I yeah. imagine they'll fix it before too long. Close that loophole. And you know what? I don't, I don't even care about like, oh, digging into, oh, this guy made this much, that guy that made this much. Just fix it. And when you fix it, set it to where if there's a guy right now that's got a fleet carrier with 80,000 tons of stuff on it, just, yeah, he gets to keep the first 25,000 and everything else. Bye-bye. Sucks to be you. Flaps, your thoughts? Well, first and foremost, in that Reddit post, I really want to know what that guy's color scheme is because I really like those colors. <laughs> <laughs> I really like those colors. But uh, anyway, yeah, I, I agree with the, the other guys here that that's an exploit that shouldn't be an exploit. It's it's a silly issue. I understand it's a silly issue. Totally agree that it's, in my opinion, it's as bad as the egg. I have a pretty strong opinion about the egg. Mm. Um, people can Absolutely. play the game whatever way they want to play the game. But if you actively exploit an exploit, then you're breaking the T's and C's of the game. So I think that should be punished, in my opinion. But mm. that's up to the player. That's not up to me. So they, those guys can play the game whatever they want. If they want to fill their carrier up with 100,000 tons of LTDs, if, if that's the, the big commodity at the time, and sell it for whatever that's that's fine but at the same time i also blame the egg and those sorts of uh, mm. exploits for the issues that we're having in the game at the minute for example there's way too many fleet carriers and systems at the minute because they made it too easy to get them because of the exploits mm. well all right so i agree with you 100 this is to to my mind this is not quite as bad but very very close to as bad as the slf mining glitch in the egg um and it's it's inexcusable it should not exist people should be punished for using it it should go away etc etc uh and also flaps uh i don't know i should maybe stream my 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 screen to you at some point i have that exact same color scheme but i am not that guy I do not put more than 25,000 tons in my fleet carrier, but I'll get you the info for that color scheme later, man. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, it's very soothing. I, like, I, I, I dig that. I dig that. All right. So that's it. We're, we're all in agreement. This is a problem. It's not a huge, it's not like, you know, it's breaking the game. Oh, it's the worst thing ever. But fix this, please, because it's not fair. 
that one guy who wants to cheat can fly around in a fleet carrier with 80,000 tons of stuff in it. It, it. That shouldn't be. So let's let's close that, please. All right. And everyone, we're, we're recommending now, go to the issue tracker, mention it, vote it up. Um, let's let's make this a priority for them to fix because it's, it's, it's just not cool, man. All right. Next up, we've got Frontier News. All right. Here we go. This is going to be... So first off, we, we got three things. We got patches, we got uh, notes, and we got streams. So first up, patches. The Fleet Carrier Dot 4 patch dropped on Monday, August the 2nd. Tritium is a good bit easier to mine than last week, but still significantly reduced from the pre.3 patch levels in overlaps due to the overall mining mechanics change to the overlaps. Now, this is completely understandable as far as I'm concerned, and even sort of partially good. There's an asterisk to that. I'll get back to that. I completely understand that they were like, hey, we're fixing a thing where triple overlaps are borked to the point of making it just stupid broken good. We don't want people making... 700 or you know uh yes 600 million credits an hour we, we, we want it to be like sort of down in the, like the 200 million range i personally would not have fixed it in this way but they're probably way smarter than me and when i say probably i mean for sure way smarter than me so i guess they had their reason from my standpoint you don't kill a fun gameplay loop because people are making too much money you leave the gameplay loop in there you leave it be fun, and then you just lower the price of the commodity of, of what you can get so that it's significantly lower so that people can still go out there and do the stuff. They just can't make, you know, crazy stupid money off of it. But that's that's just, this is my personal opinion I'm speaking here. This is not, you know, whatever. But now we're getting, we're going to leave my personal opinion and get into what is, I think, a fact. This change in the tritium, I think, is understandable if Frontier had not stated in so many words that tritium mining would not be nerfed at all. They said it word for word. That was not our intent at all. Tritium mining will be as good as it was before the dot three patch. We're going to fix it. And the result that they gave was not that. The result that they gave was Tritium mining was as good as it was in the non-overlapping hotspots, but it's not as good in the overlapping hotspots. This has been demonstrated by multiple people, including DSSA people, I am uh, the, the mining uh, uh, groups. It's on the forums. It's on Reddit. It's on everywhere. I'm not going to bore you with all of that. You, Everybody knows tritium mining is down in the overlaps now. I get that they wanted to adjust the overlaps. Okay, fine. I get it because of, not because of the tritium, but because of the, the, the low temperature diamonds as a unintended result, as an unintended consequences. But, but what should have been an intended consequence, it's not that it was an unforeseeable event. It's that it was an unforeseen event. But they should have totally foreseen this. What I think they should have done, and what I still think they should do, is just double the, the mining rate of tritium only. Make it super easy to mine tritium so that 
The people that are out there getting their DSSA stuff can just go get it. The people that are out there trying to fill up their tanks so that they can, you know, tool around in their new, you know, fleet carrier can do it. It's a, this is not so tritium is not a thing right now that we have to worry about like this is the market that the game is based around i would love it to be that but it's not the case so if tritium is just a thing that people are using to to as a as a fuel source for their own personal ship to go out and have fun don't make it hard to go out and have fun let people get tritium super super easy from mining it okay that's my personal opinion now the second point on this so yeah like i said if frontier had not said in so many words that it was going to be just as good it would be completely i would be okay with this this is another case of an acceptable outcome this is a perfectly good fine outcome that's soured by false information when frontier gives us expectations by saying this is going to happen just like the week before the dot three patch they said there will not be any adjustments. It's a bug fix only. There will be no adjustments. There will be no nerfs. Then dot three hits, and it was nerf a palooza, and everybody lost their fucking minds because false expectations were given by the proper people, but they gave false expectations, and then everyone went nuts. And I love Frontier. I love the community management team, but I feel like when you have friends... You have to be honest with them when they screw up so that they can make adjustments and not screw up anymore. So I'm going to say it honestly. Now, the second point, trit, Tritium purchases across the board and hyper-focused in Colonia because of the limited market, i.e. one, has dried up considerably. Now, my opinion is that these artificial Tritium rates were always meant to be an introductory offer and that this drying up of the artificial tritium is not necessarily bad. Again, I think the problem was created through poor management of expectations through the official statements that tritium was not intended to be negatively affected in any way by the dot three patch. And no warning was given to the community at all saying, hey, the NPC tritium sales in, in, are going to, you know, dry up this is just the introductory offer to get everybody out there go fill up get it for cheap now but that's going to go away in like three to six weeks and when it goes away now we're going to get to see the establishment of an a real tritium market i.e people mine it and sell it to other people dynamic gameplay interactions with other pilots that's what i want to see that's what i think they intended but when you don't tell anybody that and you just say, okay, for six weeks solid, tritium prices are, or longer than six weeks, because it was from June 9th to, uh, you know, the dot three patch. So all of June, all of August. So, you know, for, for almost two solid months, you had a situation of like, tritium is cheap and plentiful and everybody can just get it anywhere, no problems. That's great to get people started. But you needed to say from the beginning, on June 9th, you needed to say, Tritium is cheap and plentiful. That's going to go away in a couple months. So load up now and do your shit because afterwards, it's gonna we're going to transition this into what we think is better for the long-term viability of the game. And that is players selling to players mined Tritium. If they would have given that notification from Jump, people would have planned accordingly. And... If they would do 
sort of what I suggested and just on one one item and one item only go to the global tritium you know tritium exists in 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 deposits in the galaxy and and just double that number make tritium easier to mine take away the pain of gathering it the way they want you to gather it by going out and mining it so that a you can mine your own easy and b players can mine it easy and sell it to other players and we can see a real market spring up that would be i think super super awesome but all of this breaks if you tell us the wrong things beforehand and then everyone gets super mad stop doing that please okay if you're gonna give us filet mignon that's awesome if you're gonna give us a cheeseburger okay that's fine but don't tell us you're gonna give us filet mignon and then give us a cheeseburger everyone fucking hates you when you do that just be honest. Give people expectations so that they can plan accordingly. All right. And now the third point of where all this is at with the patch. As to mining for cash. Now, this is not the tritium. This That's a whole separate conversation. But as to mining for cash, not fuel. <clears throat> the meta has revolved yet again back to mindlessly mining mining Paynight for the best credit per hour in the game. Down to Earth Astronomy put out a mining video earlier in the week. He stated about 19 times after the previous situation, you know, hey, if this is preliminary, preliminary, this is preliminary, don't take this for granted yet, but this is preliminary. But other people are testing it as well, and his preliminary findings are coming out. They're, they're, they're accurate. And in that mining guide, he basically says right now the best credit per hour is very very clearly laser mining pay night to which i responded in a comment to that video thread january 1st 2020 laser mining laser mining pay night is king frontier does not like this mindless activity and nerfs pay night bringing low temperature diamonds to supremacy in both core and laser form june 9th 2020 Frontier wants to further discourage mindless laser mining, so they introduce changes that make subsurface deposit mining worth it for the first time in forever. Now the meta is most definitely low temperature diamonds through a combo of subsurface deposit and core mining. And then the dot three and parentheses now the dot four patch. Frontier is unhappy by rampant credit generation, so they return the meta to, you guessed it, laser mining pay night lol it seems that 2020 is the year for turning the wheel in more than one way so that is my whole sort of rant and screed in the end and i want to make this super super clear because i'm hearing from everywhere around oh they emptied the fun hole oh mining's broken oh this is horrible oh this is not acceptable i don't think this is bad i think that this outcome of one low temperature diamonds got nerfed a good bit okay that's good we were it, mining was broke it was way, making way way too much money the two things that i wish would change here is they would number one make mining tritium way 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 easier so that that takes away that pain of just playing and having fun with the game um or or even i don't know man like Back in the day when we were first talking about fleet carriers, 
you know, uh, I had a long interview with uh, Down to Earth Astronomy, and we we talked about it in one of like the like Elite Week like six or something like way early. And uh, when we talked about it, we were saying like, man, if they could include like a uh, a module like a solar sail, so that you can like if you're if you're not in a hurry, if you want to take two days, you could fill up your tank by like collecting solar power or if you had a crew that you could pay extra money every week to but there were a mining crew that would go out and take little ships out and basically just role play that okay your fuel tank will fill itself up after two days whatever um these are all things that could help out for the explorers i would personally prefer instead of seeing something like that i would prefer they do make tritium super easy to mine so that people farm it and sell it to each other i would love to see oh i'm out you know four thousand light years away uh and then you know i hire this group you can go find them on anara or you can go to this discord the fleet carriers discord whatever or or the elite week discord and go in there and in that channel you can post okay i want to buy you know eight uh, i need to buy eighteen thousand tons of uh or fifteen thousand tons of uh of uh tritium and it's cheap and easy enough that players will take that order they'll spend you know uh uh say two hours filling up a, a full-on cutter and then jump that sucker out there and make good money selling it like make it easy or make it you know that they could fill up a cutter in an hour and a half or whatever and then it's going to take them some time to get out there yeah so that's the one thing i would like change the second thing i would like changed is can we figure out some way to nerf mining and yes, make it less money, but make it to where the subsurface and the cores pay out higher than the brainless, just point rock, point at rock, hold down trigger till you hear uh, asteroid depleted. Like make the interesting fun ways of doing it pay slightly more than the brain dead way of doing it so that people have an, an interest in doing something fun. And lastly, stop giving bad information when you say tritium's not going to be nerfed don't nerf it when you say no changes are going to happen don't make changes like just be honest so people can not be mad all right that was a long ass rant i'm going to start <laughs> with flaps your thoughts on all of this well from a tritium perspective i am trying to put together an expedition to go and search uh the dynasty sites uh doing a big long expedition out there to search for earth like words out the, the dynasty sites but i'm afraid to bring my fleet carrier out there because there's no tritium to mine i can sit i can get my fleet carrier there but i won't be able to get my fleet carrier back and that's that's the whole reason why i put this whole expedition back so to me getting tritium sorted is should be a priority an absolute priority and i absolutely agree that um for me at least anyway the crew that you employ on your fleet carrier does nothing absolutely nothing there's so much more that crew could do so if you as you rightly said there if you could send that crew out to uh, go mine some tritium okay it may take two three days to go mine that tritium because you've sent your crew out there but it would still be better than sitting there stranded for days, weeks, months on end. Mm. So yeah, absolutely agree that tritium should be uh, an absolute priority. Mm. When it comes to the the mining side of things, I also agree to the point of it's it's too easy to point and shoot a rock, as you say, and and make some money off that. So yeah, 
I think core mining and subsurface mining should pay out a, a little bit more credits wise. Um, but I still think that the exploration could end up like with a little bit of a bump money wise, maybe mm. not much, but a little bit and combat for sure to try and balance it out more. I think that's more key to than putting up the, the prices of what the, the, the mining would be. Mm. And your thoughts on with regard to frontier, just like, Hey man, give out clear and proper and accurate sort of statements so that people can adjust their expectations and then not want to set fire to the place. But the problem is that, you know, Frontier obviously don't want to upset everybody at the same time. So whenever you tell one half of the the, the community that want whatever it is to happen, you know, fixed tritium or whatever, you're going to piss off the other side for whatever reason as well. So mm. it's trying to find out balance and they, they obviously don't want to give too much information away because then they're going to piss somebody off somewhere along the line. So I kind of understand where they're going with it at the same time. But yes, I do believe that a wee bit more uh, clarity needs to be given or at least a wee bit more of a roadmap. Here's the problem though. If you say stuff like, tritium is not going to be nerfed it's going to go back to the levels it was before and then you don't do that you piss off all sides yes yes i i agree but then i don't i don't understand coding i don't understand <laughs> like you said at the the top of all this you don't understand it as well so mm. maybe there's more to it than, than meets the eyes or maybe they're thinking more towards odyssey that if they start moving stuff now does it screw up what odyssey is going to give us i don't know mm. but um I, I think there's more to it than what meets the eyes to be fair fair enough tweaked your thoughts yeah well on the mining side of it i think it's always going to be changing fluctuating up and down i just looked up the prices right now currently live and void opals is the top seller at almost 1.7 mil per opal mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that that's a pretty good price if you want to go core mining right there that's what it used to pay out back when i was doing it all the time mm -hmm. night is right under it at just under a mil so yeah that's going to be faster just doing straight laser mining but i think those prices make it a fair option for whatever you prefer to do so somebody right. like me who doesn't love mining i might go out there and get a couple million or so just because i can go point and shoot mindlessly at two o'clock in the morning some night <laughs> whereas you might want to go out and crack some rocks and get the void opals that way and we can both win that way so that doesn't bother me at all Fair. i totally agree with the say what you mean and do what you say kind of thing mm. for fdev instead of giving out mixed messages uh, that that can cause a lot of anger in the community and has caused a lot of anger in the community but i still think that they are so gung-ho headfirst into odyssey that they're trying to fix this mining trying to fix the mm. fleet carrier stuff but they're doing it with small teams while odyssey is the big focus over there i would imagine mm. And uh, your thoughts on the idea of, you know, let's just make tritium easier so that and and so two double sided thing. Number one, make tritium super easy to get by mining. And number two, just get rid of the tritium that like it's not fun or interesting or or interactive or dynamic or in any way realistic to just be like, OK, there's fuel. It just keeps coming for free from NPCs. Get rid of all that shit and make it though, but make it not painful so that players can either get it for themselves easy or sell it to each other yeah I, I agree with that or make it so you can go buy it when like you said when this all first started you could go to a station and fill up your fleet carrier which was allowing people to 
take their fleet carrier to places they'd never been before. Now everybody's afraid to because one, they don't want to spend hours trying to mine it the way it is right now. Mm. And two, they don't feel like they can trust being able to buy it anywhere. So they definitely need to make the Tridium a little more accessible to promote fleet carrier usage in multiple, you know, multitude of ways, I think. Right on. All right. Let's go with uh, Dubs. Your thoughts on all this? Uh, so I agree with what most people say about the Tritium. I mean, it does need to be a little easier to access. And like mm. you said, they stated from the get-go that it wasn't supposed to be negatively impacted. So, I mean, that's just beating a dead horse. Uh, but I also kind of like the idea of being able to manage NPC crew members as your crew to go mine for you. Uh, maybe not something that's just a passive sit on your ass and just get free Tritium kind of way, but you have to manage the ships and the outfitting and the crew members and pay them and it could even have something along the lines of you pay a crew they head out and they're going to gather x amount of tritium and x amount of hours or something mm -hmm. like that uh so that would be a way to meet halfway in the middle of hey it's passive refueling but you know you also have to manage the crew and pay them uh, as well well if we're gonna if we're gonna manage their crew can i get somebody to just run a hose from my from my cargo hold into my tritium depot <laughs> oh yeah no, that's entire, yeah I, that's that's awesome too and i think we should be able to plot routes like there's a thousand tons of tritium on my carrier it can make five jumps i should be able to plot all five jumps at once and you know it'll get there when it gets there even now, if it has a slightly longer cooldown i mean whatever now i know you've done a considerable amount of mining and testing all of this since the patch both both pre and post patch so uh, and, and you've had actually some 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 good uh, results. You've had some some positive results. So you, you might be able to speak to sort of the the viewpoint of like, come on, guys, it's not the end of the world. Mining oh. was overly fucking easy, and now they're making it into something different. But this is not going to kill you if you're smart and how you go about it. What are you? You're, yeah, you're I, talking about I, that I entirely bit. entirely agree with that. Mining was just ridiculously out of hand before. The insane credit per hour rolling in was just stupid, and it deserved a, a nerf. Uh, and on the whole, you know, mindlessly laser mining pay night, maybe that could use a little more of a nerf because I don't think they need to raise the others. Uh, as of right now, I went out yesterday before, you know, because I wanted to be prepared with numbers for you. Uh, I spent 42 minutes in a Void Opal hotspot, single, no overlap, nothing next to it. Uh, in 42 minutes, I was able to amass 101 tons of Void Opals and 27 Alexandrite. That filled my crate mark two. That equated out to 183,316,000 credits in the 42 minutes. Mm. Uh, now, that that was with the market prices that were active at that exact time you know the close to 1.7 for void opal was like 580 something thousand for alexandrite because i sold them that night and the per hour credit was just you know, what 261 well, million per hour if you're in a larger ship let's call that let's actually call that 42 minutes an hour because you would have had to sell and deal with all that stuff anyways but even okay. at that even at that you're talking about 187 million i think you said 186 and chain so 187 million over the course of an hour it's not the ridiculous redonkulous 500 million plus 600 million 800 million so like just with it being broken, it was 500 million an hour. With it being broken yeah. plus the SLF egg exploit, it was like 800 million an hour or some stupid, stupid whatever. So, like, this was okay. This was, you no, know. Yeah, 
this is 100% acceptable, and I don't think they need to touch the core. As far as Void Opals go, I don't do a whole lot of mining, and I haven't even touched Tritium mining since all this started because I have 8,000 tons of it on my fleet carrier, so I've been running on my reserves. But uh, just I should to... probably go out and test that, but I, I do think, yeah, the Void, the, the Tritium, from what I've been hearing, needs fixed, but the rest of it, don't touch it. Leave it alone. Well, uh, you it, did, didn't you didn't you sort of allude to earlier? Maybe, maybe, maybe just tweak Painite down just a little bit so that people have sort of more interest in doing cores and subsurface than just point yeah. at rock, watch TV. And that could be as simple as just lowering the prices on Painite because I don't believe for one second that anything as mindless as laser mining should come even close to core mining. And you don't want to nerf it too bad because the guys that are just starting the mining who don't have the skill necessary for spotting the core asteroids, they, I mean, they, they need to be able to make money, but not they don't need to be able to make more money than the guy who knows what he's doing, you know, finding core rocks. And I, I think that if, if this experience, if the dot three dot four patch ongoing saga, which, you know, spoiler alert, is going to turn into the dot five patch, but if, if this saga of bullshit teaches frontier anything i think it should be this don't fuck with the spots and the loops and the returns just tweak the payouts if pay night is too high don't change how you do all of mining because you're going to break other shit that you don't intend to just lower what you're offering for pay night yeah 100 agree that is how they should handle it and yeah, yeah. they need to manage the expectations a little better. Don't tell us, oh, we're going to fix Tritium and then not fix it. All right. Big Daddy Arson Cross, bring us home with it. Uh, well, I'm going to touch on the mining aspect of it first because that's the thing I have the least to say about it. Uh, okay. I just feel like, number one, I, I've actually gone Tritium mining uh, since patch four. Uh, I was able to get Tritium in about 45 minutes to an hour. I walked away with uh, 40, no, I'm sorry, 86 tons in a double overlap. Mm. Um, so not a lot. I, if I'm dedicated hunting Tritium in a hotspot, I should be I should be getting at least 150 an hour, per preferably 250 an hour if I'm dedicated for tritium. I would uh, like to see, honestly, I would like to see if you're going ham on tritium, fuck it. It's, if, if it's not a thing that's, it's not a money maker. It's you're using it to fill up your tank. Why not? Let's be, let's go crazy and say you can get 300, 300 tons in an hour. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sell for shit. You use it to go. You use it so you can fill up your tank and go have fun. Let people do that. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no worries. And and that's that's definitely the the sentiment that I I fall under. Um, you know, I also fall under the sentiment. I really feel like tritium efficiency should be uh, increased to ten times on carriers. So uh, a max range jump drops from two hundred and fifty tons consumed to a hundred tons consumed. You're still looking at four and a half million credits per jump uh, at a fifty k price per ton or 45k price per ton uh if you buy it off of there um but you that that i guess that really leads me into the thing that's bothering me the most about tritium is i am seeing right now tons of people in a whole bunch of different communities uh repeatedly saying you know you can't get tritium anymore and the first thing that they do is they say that you can't buy it and Yes, the four or five uh, thousand credit purchase prices for Tritium 
you're seeing those at you know two units in stock or 60 units in stock or mm. what have you relatively consistency consistently and my personal belief is that the reason that changed is they made a change to the bgs states that targeted mining profits from low temperature diamonds specifically in patch three of fleet carrier point three uh, they corrected a bug that allowed low temperature diamond demand to mm. not properly uh take effect so once the band was met people were still able to just endlessly sell those things to the station for max profit with well, with no reduction in price that had been a that had been a thing that was broken all along like mm. all along where for any of the things if you were in a state other than none it just didn't, you know, oh, demand is 4,000. I bring a cutter with 700, sell it. Demand is still 4,000. Ugh. Yeah, so so that's, that's the point, is they were targeting the LTD thing. But if you read that patch note, what they essentially did was they fixed the state's effect, like what you're talking about if you're in a state other than none, they fixed that to where if you're in a BGS state that is no longer going to prevent supply and demand from functioning properly. Absolutely. So they weren't clear in the patch notes. So then people are like, oh, you can't buy tritium anymore. Well, number one, right now in the Laxac system, granted these are medium pad systems, and I'm going to explain why this is important in a second. Uh, Laxac has uh, well over 500,000 tons of tritium for sale right now as of 19 minutes ago for 4,121 credits tritium is still accessible you just have to be willing to get onto those medium pads now the large pads you're still seeing that pop up but when those hit inara people are watching the mm -hmm. database and the markets and the second mm -hmm. they see that large pad they're going out there with their cutter and they're emptying it out all so of a sudden everybody's in chung's system and he's like hey guys do you guys want shields what's going on exactly and so my point with this though is you have this happening so the the thing is when these stations stock up at these ridiculously low prices for tritium they're stocking based off of BGS state triggers that cause that price to go into place. So you have people that are actively finding these systems, scanning it with ED Market Connector uh, after the ticks every day. And then when they upload that data, everybody rushes and they go empty it out. Mm. And then there's nothing on there. And everybody's like, oh my God, there's nothing there. Well, guess what? That's supply and demand being met. And then they say, uh, this is the other thing that's been irritating me, is I can't get tritium at all well guess what if you go to anara right now and you sort exports on tritium the first page has the first like 30 uh things all have over 10,000 units of tritium available on their market mm -hmm. at the normal price mm -hmm. so you can still get it in the bubble yeah Colonia needs a little help on that. Yeah, and which that, I guess we should move why, to next. That mm. is why everybody should own at least one Python so they can go to those medium pads and stock up. Hell mm -hmm. yes. But, 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 let's be honest though. I don't care if it dries up. I would be okay with it not being available in Colonia because 
what I would like to see is, yes, the NPC in Colonia, it dries up. It's not there anymore. Okay, so let's do two things. One, let's get groups of people filling up a fleet carrier to the maximum capacity, jumping it out to Colonia and selling it at a profit. Let's get, let's make it to where you can easily mine 300 tons in an hour so that you have people moving out to Colonia in their mining ships and saying, I'm just going to get rich as hell by, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the Valero. I'm going to be the BP. I'm going to be the, uh, the, you know, uh, what is Sitco. And I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to mine this up and boom, 300 tons in an hour. I sell it off. I make, you know, let people charge as much as, you know, whatever, a million in profit. And then, and then they say, but, but here's the thing. You're not the only guy that's having that idea. There's other people. So now you're competing against them for sales and now, okay, I'll, I'll sell you this for, you know, 500 grand. Okay. So you're making a decent amount of money, but you're also continuing to, to, you know, have, instead of just you know, I went here, I got my, you know, welfare cheese. I went here and got my stuff from the NPCs for cheap. I want it to be players interacting with players, man. Uh, I, I think that would just be super, super cool. You know, the Hutton guys, they're out there in Colonia. You know, they'd be out there. They have a, a, a well-oiled machine set up. And then, you know, before you know it, they've got a fleet carrier that's that's fully stocked. And you can just buy, you know, I, as a player, get the gas. I sell it to this fleet carrier. That's the gas station. The people that want to buy it, buy it from the fleet carrier. Like it's let's set up a dynamic chain of players making a real economy. That would be fucking cool, man. Amen to that. I do want to correct myself on the number I gave it said in like the first 30 stations had like over 10,000. I was looking at the wrong tab, looking at the correct tab and then mm. taking that data export into an Excel spreadsheet and doing a quick sum in the bubble just on the first page of stations there's way more than one there's 42 million 934 and 859 thousand i'm sorry million tons of tritium F nearly 43 million tons of tritium just on one page of stations not including so, carriers so maybe what we need here is a community outreach what we need is a groups you know multiple groups we need you know, hey, look, right now the the guys. Well, uh, see, I'm that asshole that's now volunteering people for work. But it just, you know, you've got the guys that uh, the the uh, Operation Ida. You got the Op Ida guys that are like, all right, we're done building stations. What if we were to make convoys of fleet carriers, and we were to get the DSSA to list like, okay, these are the ones, and then we just start doing some Battlestar Galactica type shit where we get convoys heading out to locations to just one at a time let's load up these fleet carriers and get them out where they need to go like fuck waiting for frontier to give us the answer or other people to figure it out just like hey we're gonna do it how about that i i definitely think that that's how it should be done uh right now for example i as far as the you know the supply and demand actually functioning properly there's a lot of people upset and in arms about it but the way that i see it is now that it's working the people that do want to take that time and stock tritium for that 4k price from the medium outposts or uh 
smash those uh, large pad stations the second they come out, they can go grab that tritium for low cost, and now they can sell it from their carrier to other players that don't have the time to do that. We're just mm. not seeing people catch on to that. I think there's still a little bit of rage from the, the matridium. <laughs> well, but 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 in fairness, that rage is sort of well deserved. If it, again, if you tell me I'm having filet mignon and then give me a cheeseburger, I've got a right to be pissed. You false advertise. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think that when they were writing that patch note for the BGS and when they went and they fixed it, um, I really feel like it should have been apparent to them, like, just based off of how they fixed it by fixing the effect of the state. Yes, you went after it because of LTDs, but it had a knock-on effect in other areas. And if you don't mention that, yeah, I'm a software developer. I can read that patch note and go, okay, that's what that means. Your average player can't do that. So that, I agree, is something that is extremely important with uh, patches moving forward is to get those patch notes, uh, you know, thoroughly detailed. Say what you mean, do what you say. All right, let's move on. We're going to skip past the, the next item was post, which was the dot four patch notes. The link is in the show notes. It basically says all the stuff we've just talked about for like the last 10, 15 minutes. So boom, find it there. The next thing is the streams. Now, Frontier did two streams this week. They're back now. As they stated last week, they are back to their schedule, which is, they said, starting in August, which we're now in August. We're back to two streams a week. We've got the Monday. Uh, no, is it Monday or Tuesday? Monday. Frontier live stream Monday, which is Monday at like noon-ish, something like that, like lunchtime Englandy time, which is like early ass in the morning for us in the U.S. Uh, and their Monday stream, they did uh, uh, their they did a, a stream with uh, Mal for the win. Awesome, awesome, awesome streamer Mal for the win on his stream. Um, and actually, I think just because it's their Monday one that they're going to be doing at regular hours, that because it was Mal's, that one was actually in the afternoon. Um, this this last one but now they're going back to the other schedule but anyways mal for the win they did the buckyball racer perico uh challenge race um it was super super awesome full throttle at perico full throttle is the frontier sort of uh stream uh type that they do where they're like they're, it's all racing oriented stuff uh art is big into uh, he's, he stated multiple times publicly that he wants it to be a situation of like, we're going to do more races. We're going to do more CQC. We're going to do more challenge events. We're going to have fun and people are going to see us pitted against each other. And we're going to be silly and have fun with it while we answer questions. And that is all awesome. When you answer questions, please mean what you say, do what you, you know, say what you mean, do what you say. The, the stream part, that's awesome stuff, man. So uh, you can find it on uh, Twitch uh, TV uh, videos. There's a link in the forum, or you can just go to twitch.tv forward slash win. all one word, no spaces, no underscores, and you can see it in his video section. But the notes, it's going to be right there in the show notes for you. Go check it out. It's fun stuff. It's highlighting the Buckyballs. It's the guys having fun. It's Mal. It's it's just win, win, win. It's all good shit. Next up, they did their stream on Thursday, their stargazing tours. So 
the way that this is going to work from now on is Monday at noon, they're going to do a stream like noon ish. So early in the morning, America time. And that is going to be their sort of general fireside chat stream where they talk about stuff. The next stream that they do every week is going to be Thursdays. Those are going to be their featured streams. Their their live stream Thursdays. Those are going to be at like six o'clock or whatever at night, England time. Uh, and those streams are going to be like the, the featured ones. So in this one, they did the stargazing tour. Stargazing tour is where they go to a place, they see a bunch of stuff, they take pictures, they talk and do fireside chat while they're doing all that. This week, it was the Dragon Head Nebula. Uh, Orange Phoenix gave them a list of cool places to see and they saw it. And in that stream, they talked about some stuff. And the one real sort of substantive news issue that they talked about in that stream was about the dot four patch, they said, and this is a direct quote, they are aware of concerns of Tritium users in Colonia and are in discussions with the devs on the subject. That doesn't address any of the other things that we talked about, but that one particular thing, they specifically hit it up and said, yeah, yeah, we know Tritium in Colonia seems to be a concern and we're talking to the devs about it. There is a link in the show notes to that stream. All right, let's start with Dubs. Did you see either of the two streams? And whether you saw them or not, your thoughts on, as I've explained them, uh, the, the Perico Challenge race and and, and the, the live thing and their, their subject on Colonia? So I haven't seen either of their streams, actually. That's okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as the race goes, I mean, if there's a race going on, I'll join for it. <laughs> uh, the whole tritium situation in Colonia. I don't know what's going on with the tritium, you know, in Colonia. All I'm really aware of is what's here in the bubble. Mm. So I don't really have much input on that because uh, I don't have much knowledge on it. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's that's pretty much all I got because I don't I don't really have enough knowledge on the other stuff to really comment much on it. Fair. And just to clarify, it's 1900 hours UK under British summertime. It's 1600 or what? 1800. Uh, so six o'clock uh, UTC, which is seven o'clock British summertime. But yes, okay. Uh, and uh, let's go with Tweak. Your thoughts on uh, on the two streams and the comment that they made about the Colony thing? Well, I also didn't get to watch either of the streams this week, unfortunately. The, the, the racing things, it always amazes me what people can do in those races. So those are always fun. The Colonia thing, it needs to be adjusted, obviously. It needs to be fixed. But I do think they need to focus on all that other stuff we spoke about as well. Right. See, this is why you guys don't have to watch the streams. I watch the streams and pull out the news so that you don't have to. <laughs> I'm looking at you while they're spooning in the chat. All right. Uh, let's see, Arson, your thoughts on the streams? Well, I, I've watched both of them. Uh, mm. <laughs> I was surprised I managed to get the time. I was really happy with Frontier for acknowledging the, uh, market, uh, issue with Tritium and Colonia. Mm. While it is nice to have the player economy aspect, having that entire region of space not have any participable Tritium of any quantity is uh rather unfortunate so it was nice to hear that they're aware of it and they're working on it um and then as far as uh the stream that they did with mal that was really entertaining the shenanigans racing um it was worth a watch 
I yeah, really like uh, Mal's setup too. He's he's got all the stuff. You can see what his inputs are doing for ship flight mm-hmm. and just just fanciness across the board. It's pretty good. And stuff. it was really cool where after they did the run and the frontier guys were like, "All right, we're out later." He's like, "Cool, I'm gonna go do a run or two on this in FAO." I, so he did a flight assist off, and that was cool shit. I love Mal. Yeah. Right on, right on. All right. Rear Admiral Flaps, your thoughts. I didn't get the catch the the Miles stream, unfortunately, because IRL gets gets in the mm. way. But yeah, I agree. Um Miles streams are always super slick. Um, oh yeah. And he's just a fantastic streamer. And from the racing perspective, I really want to get involved in some of that racing, especially SRV racing. I think SRV racing could be pretty cool. But right um I don't know if I might be talking utter bullshit here. Or there's maybe beer coming out, but did I pick up in the um, the Frontier stream that they were talking about mining or they were talking about overlaps possibly, and they mentioned that it was working as intended? They did. No, they say, didn't say that. Well, they did sort of. It's it's kind of okay how do i say this let let, let me take this one kai because i this is one of the points that i was actually paying a lot of attention to on their live stream uh they didn't say that it was working as intended so much as kind of like they're not promising any changes right now but they are aware of what we're saying as a community and that Mm -hmm. they are in the process of collecting data. So what that means is if you want to see changes to mining, don't just be like, no, I'm not going to mine because it's not efficient enough. Go out and actually mine because if Frontier is going to make changes, they're going to make changes based off of what happens with actual player activity during the time after the patch. So they didn't say that it's working as intended but they didn't say that it's not working in as intended there was some sort of mumble mouth back and forth and like yeah we're looking into it we want to hear your concerns we want to you know whatever etc etc it's you know it was kind of somewhere in between all right fair enough i I must have picked that up completely wrong but um in regards to the streams themselves though it's really good to see them starting to pick up the pace with the streams it's it's obviously a build-up uh to to what's coming with odyssey the dev diaries everything else they're obviously getting more streams in there because they want to try and hype everybody up and it was good to see dr k ross in the stream as well when they were uh talking oh about hell the, yeah the dragon head nebula you know it's always good to see dr k ross she's dropped into my stream a couple of times you know so mm. um, yeah no it's I, I really like that they're really picking up the pace of the schedule yeah yeah for sure all right I think we covered all of that as much as we could cover that. Let's hop into the next section. Arson, are you ready to do the deep dive that we've been teasing people with from last week? I am. Beautiful. Let's get to it. Tell us all, all right. about EDMC. All right. So this this is going to be some great stuff. I am looking forward to it. So right now, for those of you watching the stream, you're going to see a rotating set of images for a bunch of third-party tools that you may already be familiar with, such as uh, Elite BGS, uh, ED Market, uh, sorry, not ED Market Connector, but that's on the right side, uh, EDDB, Inara, uh, and ED Star Map. Now, the reason that I'm showing you these tools is because 
the tool on the right hand side of the screen or ED market connector. This is a relatively simple application. What you're seeing in my preview on screen now is the application fully loaded. I have every plugin that currently works with the latest EDMC version and the games version. Uh, you can do all kinds of stuff with this. It's fantastic. Uh, the thing that you need to know about EDMC is how it works. And the function is based off of two things. Number one, Frontier has an API in which you can use your actual elite account with Frontier to log into and pull data from the game based off of your commander. So it has a whole bunch of things like your ships, your ranks, your stats. Um, if you're docked at a station, that export is going to include all the commodity information uh, for that station, which is really useful. That's how the trade tools get updated every time people dock with ED Market Connector running. Um, and and things like that. The other aspect is that you also have uh, a commander's log that the game outputs during gameplay. Now the commander's logs are accessible through the API as well. Um, so console players will get that information for some of these third-party tools, but they can't get the live real-time interaction that PC users do when they use ED Market Connector. It is still useful for console players, though, and I'll get into why that is in just a minute. Um, so one of the... Uh, my favorite things about ED Market Connector, and you're going to see video footage right now, uh, the plugin that I want to plug the most that helps in day-to-day -day just enjoying the game, you'll see this pop up in the bottom left of the screen for uh, the materials that are in this system. This is something that ED Recon, a plugin by Lakino, it takes all of that information and that commander's log that's output to the game and it says, okay, the current states for the system are this, they're these factions, uh, and it, it runs computation on that information, and it says, hey, this is the type of materials that you're going to find in the star system. And by the way, that material, you have 100 out of 150 max units for that particular material. Mm -hmm. So you can see all the rarity and things like that and be like, okay, hey. There's a 86% chance when I go into a high grade that I'm going to get Core Dynamics composites in the system. I'm going to go ahead and grab a few. And this is like automated pop-ups that show up. Uh, and when you're scanning signal sources as well, you can see the little pop-ups in the bottom left there. It tells you the potential outcomes of those signal sources uh, so that you can really kind of uh, hone down your hunts for materials and things like that. If you're worried about your engineering progression, this is definitely a plug-in for you. Uh, one of the other things that is super useful is ED Recon has uh, built-in crimes reporting and things like that. So if you're an open player, uh, anytime you see another player and you scan them, if they're wanted, it uh, reports that wanted player to a database. And then Anara on the website, they have like the highest threats thing. Uh, ED Recon feeds that information as well. And it helps the bounty hunters, which this tool, if you register with Lakino, uh, you can actually get an enforcer account, which lets you run lookups on unlawful people. So you can find them and counter gank if that's your thing. Um, but you know, this is just one plugin and I haven't even touched 
majority of the features. It has everything from looking up markets, interstellar factors, tech brokers. Uh, if you want to find a specific material, like it's it's got all that stuff. And that's just one plugin. A bunch of the other plugins that I have over on the right here uh, include one that is a spanch rooting thing. So if you grab your spanch root, you can take it and insert it into the plugin, and then it will automatically put the system in your clipboard. Uh, one of the ones that I've been liking is this little triangulation one that shows me how far I am from three systems of my choosing. So I've got Shinrata, uh, Soul, and then my faction system. So I can kind of have like triangulation awareness of where I'm at in the galaxy. You got credit per hour things. You have uh, a mineral magpie that lets you collect all your mining stats and send them to an actual server of your choosing for researching uh mineral uh yields which is something that if you're wanting to do go look that stuff up there's a bunch of stuff there'll also be links in the th show notes uh there are so many things though that it's uh <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's quite nuts it's really really uh, good so i do want to show one last image real quick mm -hmm. uh bear with me here while you're looking that up flaps do you, what's your experience do you use edmc do you use any of these plugins are you excited by them are you like oh what's this what's that i have literally just installed ed market connector as in from two days ago mm -hmm. so um that's the first one i actually have experience with um it was the only reason why i installed it was because i was fed up with going to a website and copying <laughs> and pasting um neutron stars right. so um yeah no i've i've recently started uh using edm or EDMC, yeah. um, and it's a really, really handy tool, like a really handy tool. So I'm quite interested to what Arson's talking about there, and, and I've actually taken a few notes down what he's talking about, so maybe something I, I definitely add to, but definitely is very interesting, yeah. Well, this will all be in the show notes for all the people listening that they can get into some of the stuff. All right, I see you got the picture up. Let's go, Arson. Yeah, so I'm not going to get real in-depth. This is going to be stuff that's more interesting to programmers. But on the left-hand side, you have just the first few rows. It's actually like 50 times longer than what you see on screen there. But you've got the API export data. This is an example of what it looks like. And on the right-hand side, you have the commander's log journal file. Uh, this one is the one that inputs or outputs rather uh, everything that you do in the game. If you deploy your cargo scoop, this tool, there, or this this function of the game says, hey, the player deployed their cargo scoop. If you drop in or out of super cruise, if you interdict somebody, when you scan somebody, all of these different events pop up in here. So what this does is this allows tools uh, to go through and be like, oh, you're using uh, Eddie or Elite Dangerous uh data interface i think it is i may be wrong but that is an application that uses the commander's log similar to edmc except instead of sharing the data its purpose is to take that yeah. data and enhance it with uh like role play uh ships ai kind of notifications about states mm. and stuff so if you want to improve your play experience mm -hmm. i definitely say check out ed market connector if you use it when you travel, you're going to be sharing BGS state information, and that will help us with turning the wheel so that we can see real-time uh, information about all the systems. And that's uh, all I've got for that for now. Beautiful, man. 
All right, so let's get to everybody else's thought. I mean, obviously, I'm just in awe of all of the things you can do with this stuff, and I've already talked to you uh, about we're going to make some changes to my system and get some stuff running in here, and uh, it's going to be good, good stuff. Dubs, your thoughts on all of this? No, I absolutely love using ED Market Connector. Uh, I may not have as many plugins as you do, but uh, if you would mind sending me a personal link to all those, I would check it out. Uh, mm -hmm. I mostly run the the Canon, the EDR, and the uh, Spanish router on mine, but uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to play without it just because of how easy it makes to use an R, even for things like uh, crafting up a list of things I would like to engineer, and then it up it updates all my you know materials, and you know Inara tells me directly, hey, this is what you're short on, this is what you need to go get, mm. and I it's just incredibly useful. Yeah, I have to say that is one of my favorite features because uh, now my profile on Inara is is absolutely completely public. So if anybody wants to see what a full data set is for somebody who has thousands of hours, uh, you can search Marsing Cross on Inara. Um, but going in and being like, hey, I want to engineer uh, a long range thermal vent beam. Let's go on there. I check the recipe, and it actually tells you when you're looking at the recipe, you have this many rolls in your inventory worth of materials. Like, mm -hmm. that kind of quality of life improvement is just phenomenal. You can get that information on Inara without EDMC. As long as you connect your Inara to your Frontier account, I get all that stuff we'll today as it, is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yep, but I didn't know that. EDMC, I'll though, wonder... gives you lots of tools to, like, do different oh, databases absolutely. and different yep. sort of, yeah. Okay. Yeah, one, one other thing I wanted, to, I wanted to touch on something. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as EDR goes, you mentioned uh, that it automatically reports, uh, like, if someone interdicts you, kills you, attacks you. I may or may not be remembering this right, but I think you actually have to uh, re uh, request a account, and Lacano has to give you your login mm -hmm. information for that to be active. I don't think the anonymous account reports anything yeah uh, it no, only pulls data yeah that's what he was talking about you have to get the enforcer account okay I, did, yeah. I didn't know if i thought the enforcer was something more advanced i don't i don't know what levels there are so i i'm not 100 percent sure i'm not gonna lie um i use edm or ed recon i've been using it for a couple of years now actually um and i've had the account since jump but uh I don't think that it's it conceals the target stuff. The real the big thing, the only thing that I'm personally aware of that the enforcer account gives you is the ability to actually look somebody up. Mm. Um, I I could see maybe that being a case of it. Uh, y there is options though uh, for ED Recon to limit what you share uh, with yeah. regards to that, and you can also there's a hotkey. Uh, if you toggle your headlights on your ship twice, uh, it'll actually disable and enable uh, the reporting of combat. So you can just double tap that bind and it lets you know that it's changed the setting and you're going to stop feeding information to uh, the network. Beautiful. Yeah, and uh, there's one other little program that I like to use while exploring. Uh, I didn't hear you mention, I don't know if you know about it, but it's a it's called Elite Observatory, and it's a cool little... It, it doesn't run with EDMC. It's a standalone thing that will report interesting or unusual things that you find during your 
scans that you may not you know otherwise be aware of like it'll tell you if there's an unusual secondary star if a ring on a planet's unusually large or if there's something worth looking at in that system mm-hmm. it'll say like oh you jumped into this system and it had a poi called raxlow over that way but you just left yeah yeah <laughs> and i mean i don't know if it's gonna find raxlow but you know things of that of that nature and it'll tell you if a system has all of the jumponia materials and whatnot it's it's pretty cool to use yeah, man. All right. Tweaked. Do you have any other thoughts on the EDMC stuff before we move on to the next? No, as a console player, I've never really used much EDMC, really. But any third-party tools that gives you that kind of information, it to me, it makes it invaluable. I know I have a hard enough time getting all of our guys to sign up with an RN, connect their accounts to do it that way. So getting everybody to get all this stuff downloaded and plugged in and all that kind of stuff could be a chore. But it is, like you say, I can already see just watching this stuff how valuable or invaluable <laughs> it can be. Anara, having Anara connected alone makes your engineering and everything a million times easier than what it is without it. So this would be even better. Beautiful. All right. We're going to skip the next video uh, series and we're going to hop right into the discussion topics. So discussion topic number one is custom paint jobs. I would like for FDev to put out a free tool that has a basic version of each ship body and then the basic paint program, which would allow artists to create and submit custom paint jobs. Those submissions could then be quickly eyeballed by an FDev employee to ensure nothing is vulgar and they can run them through a search program to look for matches on any against copyrighted material or whatnot then all the acceptable submissions could be put on a site where the players can vote on them each month and so the winners get some jackpot of arts they just get free here's free uh, funny money it doesn't exist anyways it doesn't cost frontier anything it's just here's a thing and then we could all uh, you know, FDev would then be free to sell those paint jobs or mods back to the community, thereby generating a decent amount of income at minimal development costs. Now, we talked a week or two ago about the idea of internal livery. This is, I'm talking about custom-made external livery. Imagine being a part of the Burr Pit and having, you know, the, the Burr Pit logo on your ship or the, the you know, the boon uh, on your ship. Imagine being, uh, you know, a part of the Dark Wheel program and having a Dark Wheel logo on your ship or uh, being for 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 uh, dubs. He's a member of Loose Screws. He could have the Loose Screw logo on his ship or or tweaked is, you know, Opix. He could have that or Rear Admiral Flaps can have his logo right there. And people that follow his streams and want to join in on his group and his stuff could could you know, pay some arcs and get his logo. It's basically a very simple paint program where, you know, you throw the logo on there, you put the colors, you set it how you like, people upvote them, whatever, and Frontier, you know, takes your money and lets you have the paint job that you want. Let's start with uh, Tweaked on this one. What do you think? Hell yeah. FDev, let's get on that. That's a great idea. <laughs> right on. Right on. Arson? So I actually have uh, something, something I want to show people to kind of help y'all visualize uh, this. Uh, Commander Cohen Leth, he's been around for a while, has 
made this lovely little pack of art uh, called uh, Cartoon Ship Vectors. Uh, the cool thing about it and why I brought it up with this is in the Cartoon Ship Vector pack, he has all of the original files for the vectors and the Photoshop. So you can go in and there's a process in place where you can actually change individual colors of each part uh, and turn these cartoon vectors into your own personal thing. And I thought that it was interesting with this topic because looking at the files and the instructions for that and how you do it would basically be a start to implementing the system because it shows how simple that it can be now obviously and with the the ship vectors that cohen's done you need to have a photo editing program but frontier can do something to accomplish the same thing in game without using that additional software i think would be awesome i am totally for the feature you could just imagine painting all of these ships right on right on i dig that all right uh flaps what do you think i am so for this i have lost days weeks hours of my life uh designing cars and forza and other <laughs> games like that with uh paint jobs liveries whatever it may be uh decals that, that that this would be my thing i i think i could make an absolute stream out of the, just designing ships you know so i i'm absolutely for this um yes you you there would have to be a way of monitoring it because obviously you're gonna have people drawing penis penises on on ships and stuff but um yeah. and i probably would be one of those guys at some point but um <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's face it but um yeah no like as you said i would love like i'm a, a member of asling's angels with a big big squadron in in the game and i think it would be absolutely awesome to be able to go to my fleet carrier and just whack that logo all over my fleet carrier so yeah i'm absolutely for it right on and dubs well, you already know what I would put on my fleet carrier's livery if I had that ability. I'm going to guess um, big old anime titties. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they All would right. probably stop mine. But, uh, yeah, that would be absolutely awesome. I feel like uh, I would definitely want some of, like, the old World War II style, like how they painted the planes, paint the, jobs the, like that on those the... Those Betty like, Boop on the old World yeah, War II fighters. Yeah, with the like, little girls on the side. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I would I would want some shit like that on my ships, 100%. And and on that subject, on the note of big old anime titties, let's say a hello to Dubs' sister that's in the stream. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. You knew your brother was a degenerate anyways, though, so whatever. All right. So that's a big round of uh, yeses on that idea. And uh, let's see. The next uh, discussion topic is community-made cockpit radio. I'm going to give this super, super short because we got to get this moving all along. The idea is this. We cannot count on Frontier to do this because they should not do this. And if they did it, let's be honest, they wouldn't do it well. This is not a thing that the Frontier should sort of make because... It's they can't have the liability of this and they can't be the one to gatekeep what is acceptable and what isn't. But I've said a long time ago, what I wanted in this game was the ability when they, you know, okay, Galnet's not around. All right, cool. We'll, we'll, we'll make it work. How about you take EDMC that, that Arson was just highlighting. You take some Python script, 
somebody that knows how to program. I know the word Python script, and that makes me sound like intelligent, but believe me, I'm not. Uh, somebody who knows how to actually do the thing with that, go create a listing, a category, a listing, whatever, and then have a place like on Anara or on EDMC or somewhere that's hosted and curated by somebody that knows it's like, okay, this is not going to be, you know, some Nazi propaganda. This is not going to be some weird, you know, Allahu Akbar kind of thing. That's like, whatever, this is going to just be elite, dangerous, legitimate content creators. That's like, all right, elite week podcast, live radio podcast, uh, flight assist podcast, uh, loose screws podcast, guard frequency podcast, Hutton orbital radio truckers podcast. And then, you know, audio version of uh down to earth astronomy stream or a plater stream or galnet news digest the best or 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 uh uh sag eyes eye. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i got it in before you so uh, <laughs> uh but like you go you, you just take you use the edmc the edmc market connector which has that little menu thing on the side that you can pull up you hit play like a jukebox or whatever, and then you subscribe. Like, oh, I subscribe to Sagai. I subscribe to Elite Week. I subscribe to, you know, Hutton Orbital Radio Truckers. Uh, I, and then, you know, oh, hey, there's a new layout. You click on it, and it just starts playing. You know, you use Python script to, it pulls it. It says, you're subscribed. Here's the most recent episode. Or, hey, man, I, I haven't played for like a month. Oh, hey, there's three episodes waiting for me. You, you play them right through your cockpit and it's just nice and easy. You don't have to go looking anywhere. And while you're flying around mining pay night or, or, you know, while you're running missions for the dark wheel, you can hear awesome. And even you could have like music channels and it's like, Hey, here's Miguel Johnson and the music that he did for this. Here's, here's commander Toko. So, and the reason why I say it should be done by the community is, you know, Frontier can't be responsible for the things that we say. If we say something, you know, that might be critical or if if we, you know, uh, this is an adult podcast, you know, we're on at night and, and, you know, we don't edit ourselves. We curse. So what? Like, we're not raunchy, I don't think. We're not, you know, out of line, but it's not the kind of thing that they can sort of officially endorse if, you know, you have cursing or 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 you know whatever so i'm reaching out edmc somebody some some guy that knows how to work or gal that knows how to work python like let's make this as a community and once we put it out there it'll be called like you know uh the commander's comms or commander's you know uh jukebox or something and then just set it up and and it gets people the opportunity to be like, oh, I never even heard of, uh, uh, you know, Flight Assist podcast. Well, they're awesome. You should have heard of them. So go check it out. All right, let's start with Dubs. What do you think, man? I mean, I 100% agree. I have no idea how you would even begin to implement it, like you said. But if uh, yeah, if I could have the end game. A way to you know push it in, that would be awesome. You know, yeah. be able to listen to them while I'm playing without having a extra chrome tab open because i'm be honest i'm probably not going to bother with opening a whole separate program to listen to them and but not if it only can be integrated with stuff i'm already running that would make it happen and not only do you have to open up the other tab but you have to actually know that it's there whereas you know you might not know hey there's a new 
uh, loose crews out. Hey, there's a new, you know, uh, Hutton Orbital out or, you know, whatever. You know, oh, man, late radio. It's it's out. It's online now. This will just bring it to you. It'll like pop up and be like, Bing! like, you know, you get little your little notifications tab. Oh, there's a new one. OK, cool. I'll check it out. Uh, Flaps, what do you think? Uh, once again, totally agree. I think it's a fantastic idea. You would have to be careful from a licensing point of view for, you know, music wise, you know, what music you're going to play to, because mm-hmm. you don't want to be breaking any, the say, DMCA laws or anything like that. But um, one thing that sprung to my mind as you were talking there is I've just finished listening to the audiobook of Reclamation. How good would it be to have the books, somebody just reading the books to you as you're going out mining or exploring or whatever? That's what I would like to hear. That would you'd have to be really careful on that because you're talking about that's officially licensed stuff and you need to yeah, make sure yeah, the art, yeah. artists get paid. But I agree with you 100% in that it's like, hey, uh, it should be, uh, you know, like, hey, there, it's it's curated by someone, it's curated by an R or whatever. And it's like, there, it's, it's, yeah, they double checked, they made sure there's no copyright music, there's no whatever. It's just music that's made sort of for elite. It's, yeah. it's it's podcast made about elite uh, and or real science. I mean, I think whack on some NASA podcasts and stuff on there for people that are like want to hear about, you know, uh, uh, perseverance mission or whatever while they fly around. But, yeah, there that could be a very cool additional thing where it's like and, you know, officially licensed if you purchased it on Audible uh, or wherever it is that you purchase it from the official people. And you can, okay, I've paid for it. Now I, I, you know, there could be a thing where as a player, you could personally upload content that you've purchased. And then it's not in any way, there's no DMCA issues because you're uploading your own stuff to just queue it up in the jukebox. And it's not anything that's being provided by anyone else. So if you're, if you're a dirty cheating stealer of stuff, well, that's on, that's your business, but it has nothing to do with the site. That's, that's just for you. Absolutely, um, and I totally agree with podcasts. Podcasts is just the, the perfect thing for it. But per, uh, for me, podcasts, and uh, because I've just finished reading the book, I would love to be able to hear the books through beautiful. the radio. Beautiful. Tweaked, what do you think? Yeah, I think that would be a spectacular idea. It, it, it is a spectacular idea, and it would be a great way for FDEV to take advantage of their already great community that they have. They've got probably in my opinion the best content creator community i've ever seen for a video game and it would be a great way to kind of acknowledge that and introduce it to a lot of people because i know every time we get a new member of opix i share a sag eye or an elite week or a lave radio or something like that and most Mm. of the time they don't even know that these things exist so it would be a spectacular way if i could go to my right panel go into my ship's computer and hit play on the latest live radio while I'm running around doing whatever, that would be such an improvement to the game for me. Like mm. quality of life improvement, I think. Right on. Uh, so we wait, I hit flaps. I hit the arson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All quiet over here. Um, I obviously I'm, I'm very for the, uh, the idea. I listen to a lot of elite content and I would love to be able to use a market connector plugin to manage a playlist file that I could control through this lovely little right hand panel where the playlist is just, just let us, uh, you know, have a directory of files and, you know, 
we can load it ourselves. Uh, that would, yes, please. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, we're gonna do. Arsen and I are gonna run through real quick. I'm gonna do all of the uh, community feedback stuff except for the ones that are mentioning me because that just seems weird and douchey. So then I'm gonna pass off to you, Arsen. So I'm gonna start off with Commander DJ Wiley. Who wrote in to say i really hope we get planetary bookmarks so this was on the question of bookmarks that was you know the the whole idea of bookmarks from last week dj wiley says i really hope we get planetary bookmarks with odyssey it's a huge miss for the game at the moment once we have legs if we still have to find interesting points on the planet using coordinates it's going to be a real pain in addition to the ideas you guys came up with i would throw in the ability to share bookmarks and not just with your squad Say you wing up with some people, but uh, you are all from different squads and you have to go visit somewhere or make a race between two points. Even sharing with your wing would be useful here. And to take it one step forward, how about the ability to sell your bookmarks, Eve style? Say you find a cool new crystal shard site, maybe even one with selenium. That That's a whole other thing, but that there's a reason why that doesn't happen. Why not have the ability to charge other commanders for the right to be the first to go to harvest those sweet, sweet materials. Now, DJ, that I, I was actually one of the things that I included. I said the ability to hyperlink it so you could even put it in chat or whatever. But what you're saying is to sell it, that's a new new, new twist, and I dig it. Um, I also like the idea of you know being able to list it in wings and other places. But, I mean, if you can hyperlink it, you can put it anywhere. But, yeah, yeah, selling it would be cool. Uh, Odyssey wrote in to say... Some sorting options to the bookmarks would be cool, like being able to change the color and rename them to better organize and see at a glance what your bookmark means. Also, being able to forward a star system or flight plans to other wingmates would be neat. Uh, Phil Barnes said, definitely the last bit, being able to giving a nav point to wing members or in any chat, really. I'm really annoyed having to memorize or write down weird system names for my galaxy map. To be able to tell my wing members which system we're going to and them having to remember that or write it down or type it in exactly on the map. There definitely needs to be some sort of copy paste function. Um, I would also like to be able to write descriptions of my bookmarks in game, having to have an Excel spreadsheet just to remember what those bookmark points uh, do is not acceptable. And in general, just being able to browse bookmarks better to get an overview of them and their descriptions, maybe a bookmark location can light up the galaxy map when you hover over the bookmark in the in the menu. All right, Metaxilis wrote in bookmark folders, like how the the controls menu has the collapsible plus and minus signs and the ability to set bookmarks on planets via longitude and latitude. I would really love the ability to change their color or icon and to have it reflected in the game galaxy map. So when you're looking at the galaxy, it's not just a bunch of ambiguous orange flags. We already have the ability to change the bookmark's name, but I would it would be nice to be able to do this with the creation of the bookmark rather than after. Setting a planetary bookmark with coordinates would make blindly feeling around the planet's hemispheres much more attractive. All right. Uh, Osashis Osashis said... First things first, we really need to be able to link, share bookmarks in chat. That way, if you're giving guidance to new players and even just sharing a cool bookmark, you can do so with more than just your squadron. Secondly, 
I would love if we could bookmark a full route rather than just a single point. That would create a bookmark with the entire the entirety of the route as waypoints along the way. That way, if you shared it to another commander or even pulled up the route bookmark while in a different ship with a different max jump distance, it would still create routes throughout all of the waypoints. Imagine bookmarking the entirety of the Crystal Shard farm route or bookmarking different engineering routes rather than having to figure out engineering routes every time you're trying to engineer a new ship from scratch. More so, imagine bookmarking the entirety of the expedition's waypoints and then being able to share that with other commanders with a single click. That would make organizing and visualizing expeditions much easier inside the game rather than relying on heavily uh, relying heavily on third-party tools. All right, next up, uh, you're going to be reading the one after this one, Arsene, be ready because it's the uh, iTunes review. Next yep. up, Master Verhal. Definitely having the ability to customize your bookmarks colors yourself would be nice. Planning full routes instead of the one destination would also be nice. Bookmark folders would be a cool thing to add. And the way I have, and that way I can have a section for engineers, section for locations, but I like to go, etc. I also like the map toggle for all systems that have been discovered slash scanned slash mapped. Not just the ones that I've been to, but the ones everyone has been to. That way, explorers cannot waste time and can explore the unexplored. That's pretty powerful. Ah, that we would need to unpack that as a whole discussion point at some point. That could be super awesome. That could be crazy overpowered. But uh, I dig all of these. Like, there's a lot of reoccurring themes here. We're seeing. All right, Arson, read the next one. That's the iTunes review. All right, so the iTunes review came from Cecilia, I believe that's how it's pronounced, and it's titled Best Hype Man Ever. It's a five-star review and reads, I love listening to this podcast. The optimism and positivity are so refreshing. Even when issues with patches or content changes within the game arise, there is always a positive perspective coming from the podcast. Kai does a great job counter-arguing tastefully and isn't afraid to let guests express their own viewpoints. Conversations and interviews are always interesting and engaging. Elite Week isn't just a great source of Elite Dangerous news, but Kai graciously graciously promotes the work of other creators and player content within the game that's super sweet all right um let's see yes i'll read the next one then you read the one after that uh big c 75 in the comment section of last week's show put another great show uh you guys just keep them coming just subscribe to guru's youtube channel he has a lot of Raxlavid, so I know where I'll be spending a lot of my time in the future. I, too, am a huge Pink Floyd fan, and claim to fame for me, sort of, is that the video of Another Brick in the Wall, We Don't Need No Education, was actually filmed at my secondary school uh, at the Britannia Row Studio just around the corner. That's from the YouTube comments. All right, you go ahead. Arson? Yep, I hit the wrong button. Uh, also from the YouTube comments, we have Commander Vast3303 says, A year ago, I'd never heard of this Kaizen character, and now everywhere I go in Elite, I hear his name mentioned, or he has some crazy things on the go. <laughs> and you know what I bloody love it. Uh, let's have more Kai and less grumpy influencers. Keep up the great work, guys. 
Thank you very much, Foss. And thank you very much, Cecilia, uh, who I'm fairly certain is a certain Raxless Maxla. But uh, yeah, thank you very, very much for the kind words. All right, Greendale's going to take us to task. Greendale wrote in three days ago in the comment section and said, bookmarks are fine, but there is no way users would be happy with client-side bookmarks that are not automatically present on multiple installs, not automatically backed up on Frontier's uh, servers, etc. Imagine someone losing their 3,000 bookmarks because it was client-side. And server-side means it is an ongoing cost to Frontier. Okay, I don't necessarily agree with that comment but it's a valid point to keep in mind i think there's some ways and let's let's think let's table that and turn that into a discussion next week because i think there's some stuff we can do with that that could be interesting um all right received via email uh let's see from commander buddha j3w so it's buddhaju in leet speak uh loves Loved the last episode. Just wanted to say that being able to customize the HUD color would be a huge benefit to people with color blindness. Most games these days have some uh, accommodation for color blindness, and the lack of it in the game has a real effect on some uh, on me sometimes. It would be nice if they implemented a colorblind setting in the menus for different types of color blindness. But just being able to change the targeting dots would be a huge win for me and many others like me. Good stuff. Good stuff. Alec Turner, the birthday boy himself, wrote in uh, to say, great show, guys, on the whole bookmarks thing. You pretty much nailed it. And I've lost count of how many times I've written forum posts asking for this with mock-ups of what the colored folders would look like. Uh, it's not like the, the kind of UI is even new. Go look at the commodity filters in the Galaxy map. We already have colored folders for commodity types, and there are commodities within these folders uh, would be there to actual bookmarks where, would be where the actual bookmarks would go. We also need the same ability to untick folders. Uh, example, the only show to only show our racing bookmarks on the map. Obviously, bookmarks on planet surfaces goes without saying. Either added uh, from current positions or perhaps by entering in coordinates or by placing pins in the system map globes. Uh, might need to be able to zoom in further to do this feature. Uh, Nirakoji from OCSN wrote in to say, Bookmark improvements. Folders, custom selected icons and colors, search filters, short description boxes for field notes, and sharing with individual commanders who are in chat. That would make me very, very happy. And last but not least, Harry Badge wrote in to say, Hey, Commanders, great show as always. My thought on bookmarks. I forget which ones I've already, which ones I have already and end up deleting them half the time or just trying to rack my brain to figure out why I put in a bookmark. So maybe I just have short-term memory loss or something, but uh, I don't have a need for so many bookmarks. But being able to change the icon so that uh, I would know mining bookmark or a cool star location or a ship that I want to get, uh, you know, that's sort of null after Jameson's memorials, but still, that would be cool. Uh, at the very least, color them different colors so I could make my own color list of which are what which. That might help me remember what the hell they are. 07 commanders. 
All right. So that is all of the feedback for last week. And I want to thank everybody for, you know, expressing their, their thoughts on this. I hope that in the feedback section of this video, in the uh, uh, feedback section the of the uh, Discord or at EliteWeek3306 at gmail.com, you will also write in or you can just record a... Uh, you can record an audio, you know, uh, uh, clip of whatever. You can send in your your feedback and hear it read out uh, on the air. So, uh, yeah. And this week's questions or, or community topics, discussion topics, are the idea about the custom paint jobs and the idea about the community-made cockpit radio or jukebox or whatever. All right. That's wrapping us up for the night. Let's go to State of the Game to end this. The two things that I'm seeing on State of the Game are, well, actually, I'm going to let Arson do uh, the second one, which is uh, going to be on the fleet carrier trip thing. But I'm going to start off with we're aware of the fact, and this is Frontiers Aware. They've acknowledged, they tweeted a few hours ago. Two things are going on right now that happened. This happened just a couple hours ago. One, fleet carriers can't jump. Apparently, there's some kind of weird glitch in the database or something that they're working on. And number two, a lot of commanders are having the orange sidewinder issue where every time you go to super cruise or go to jump into uh, hyperspace, you end up, your, your, your screen gets the jitters, it freezes, you tunnel, and then it finally dumps your game and tells you orange sidewinder. For the second part of it, for the orange sidewinder thing, close out everything, close it completely, completely close to desktop, get out of Elite Dangerous, entirely refresh it. That should hopefully get you back going. On the fleet carriers unable to jump glitch, Frontier knows about it. They're working on it. Hopefully, you know, maybe while we've been doing this show, they fixed it. If not, hopefully it'll be coming soon. Um, that's yeah, I all I actually I've got. jumped mine about 20 minutes ago, so it's working right now. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. And uh, Arson, hit up the thing on the uh, fleet carrier notifications. Yeah, so the next one is there is a lovely Discord referred to as the Fleet Carrier Owners Club. Uh, they have been organizing and are still organizing uh, the creation of tools. And one of the things that they're doing is setting up a bunch of taxi services. So this is basically a place if you have a fleet carrier and you want a dedicated platform where you can share your news and when you're moving, uh, this new system that they implemented might be beneficial to you because they have a news channel that has uh, discord uh, announcement support which allows people to follow it and put it in their uh, discord channels so for example we have followed it and now in our news channel we'll also get those updates of any time a fleet carrier is going to be doing mm -hmm. a run to say colonia or beagle point or uh, sag a 24 hours in advance of departure this channel uh has an announcement that's sent out in the show notes there will be a discord invite if you want to follow that announcement channel and have it sent to your discord as well uh it's being sent to the elite week news discord um but if you are trying to go somewhere, this is going to be a good place to keep an eye out for a ferry ride. Beautiful. Do you have anything else that you wanted to introduce, Arson? Uh, not at the moment, no. I don't think so. Um, Beautiful. That, that 
that covers that then because we're way over on time uh admiral flaps do you have anything that you want to add state of the game anything that you're seeing that you're like hmm yeah just uh fleet carriers and tritium is my, is my big gripe at the minute because i want to go on a big expedition and i wanted to go on that expedition last week so please get the, the tritium sorted but um in relation to the game it does seem to be a wee bit more buggy recently than previous times but um hopefully that's just a temporary issue that can be sorted pretty soon all right beautiful uh tweaked you're up well, uh, the only state of the game that I've kind of noticed lately is player-based kind of, sort of. It's It seems like, in my experience right now, people are kind of in a lull, waiting around, probably for the Odyssey update to drop in a few months, getting mm-hmm. excited for that, and looking at the way things are right now and a little bored. And I would just like to say to all those players out there and to the community that if you're not fully engineered, if you don't have your ships engineered or the materials to do so, there is no better time than right now to get your engineering right. Because once Odyssey does drop, you're gonna wanna be grinding for the upgrades to the guns and you're gonna wanna be on the ground shooting things and Mm. and you're not gonna wanna have to worry about engineering your ships and you might need some well-engineered ships to take part in some of that Odyssey stuff too, so. I would just suggest if if you're bored, now's the time to dive into that and get that out of the way. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I dig that, bro. And the uh, coveted spot of the last words of the podcast go to my best friend in space, Dubs. Hit us up with some knowledge. What are are your thoughts on the state of the game this week? Uh, well, I don't think I have anything to add that hasn't already been covered during the podcast as far as the state of the game goes. I mean, it's, you know, the general uh, idea of fixed tritium so that we can use our fleet carriers out in the black more successfully. Mm. Uh, other than that, I'm I'm fairly happy with, you know, most of what's happening. You know, I'm not crying about the the big mining nerf. But, uh, uh, yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm good. Beautiful. Arson. Say good night to the good, beautiful people. Give them your catchphrase, whatever. <laughs> good night, and I'm leaving you with that. Say good night to the beautiful people. Good night, everyone, and remember: when outfitting your ships, stay strapped or get clapped. Yeah, tweet, hit us up, drop some knowledge. The beautiful people, the beautiful people. <laughs> As always, guys, don't fly without a rebuy. I know that's an old saying but believe me people forget it and have suffered because of it so and uh and mine is gonna be the same as always uh as bill and ted once said be excellent to each other and now the final words we're admiral flaps say goodbye to the beautiful people good night everybody and may the tinfoil be with you (laughs) arson play us out